Ethan, this seems like the perfect time for me to finally do an intro and not butch it. Let's Bo- play a game. Botch it? Oh, no. Broke the game? or woke philosopher edition. Okay. Okay. This is just your opinion. Okay. Broke or woke? Nietzsche. I wish there was a third option. Kind of woke. Okay. What about the classic uh, Plato? Ah, fucking woke man, especially when he talks about Socrates. Uh, what about Socrates? Fucking woke as shit, man. I mean, have you listened to the fucking I have, I cave done, and all that? I haven't done. I don't know anything about Socrates other than well, the hemlock drip. Ah, uh, I know that the, 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 I only know that from the epic rap battles of history. <laughs> I didn't actually kill him, by the way. It didn't. No, he, uh, I'm pretty sure it was him. Somebody didn't die by hemlock, and so they had to uh, then sit in a warm bathtub and slit their wrists. Jesus. Okay. Is hemlock uh, painless? No. I doubt it. If well, it's I, don't, I don't think no. so. No. That's like saying arsenic is painless. It ain't. Well, there are things that, like, knock you out before you die. Eh, fair enough. Fair enough. Last philosopher, broke or woke? He asked the most important question of all. Lil okay. John with the question of what? I mean, the real question is why. So that's kind of broke, man. But it's actually, you know, turned down for what? I, I understand I... that. Yeah. All right. That was don't you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the WA. This. Nope. That's not right. That's my game. Yeah. That's my gaming thing. This this one year anniversary episode is going great. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Distorted Entertainment. My name is Ethan Carpenter, and I am, of course, joined by Mitchell Wade. Mitchell, we did it. Whoa, Jesus, Jesus Christ, man! Like, Woo! it's it's been a yeah! year. It's our, it's our one year anniversary. Uh, We've made it. Are woo. you not excited? I'm dead inside. Are you at least not like? Did you did did you expect us to make a year? I don't. I honestly don't know if I did or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I expected you to already be out of music, and then I would just be force feeding you a bunch of prog. I'm kind of getting there. I really need to st- start listening to more music. Starts like finding obscure Russian bands that I've never heard just, of, like obscure Russian like dance core. <laughs> Gives me his, the English newest Dominia album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you probably haven't listened. No, neither have I. Uh, no, I neither. Know. I am not. But, uh, yeah, man. A whole year of this stupid show. And some of you stuck with us for some reason. Some of you guys stuck with us. I know I, I listen to every episode that goes up. Woohoo. Yeah, I promise it's just to make sure everything sounds good. And not because I'm adding a listen to our counts. <laughs> and, you know, also just you're not conceited at all. Of course not. I don't. I have no interest in hearing myself talk at all. Me and my luscious voice and my incredibly, uh, you know, intelligent. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wanna my reviews 
my intelligent uh, uh, musings about all the music that we muse. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes. I really, enjoy, I really enjoy this Polish black metal with Gregorian chanting. <laughs> sips, sips tea. But yeah, man. If if you guys don't know, for the episode today, we uh, instead of a full album, we both listened to EPs. In my case, I listened to Abigail Williams' EP, Legends, uh, Legend. Yeah, legend, uh, not legends, legend. And Mitchell listened to Allison Chains's Jar of Flies. Now, outs- the reason we did an EP this time is because we are actually going to be ranking every album that we listened to throughout this last year. What, it's like, I think I have 25 and you have 26, something like that. But yeah, so we're going to be doing that after our news and and such. Man, I was... I, I was just thinking the other day, too. It's like, I don't really... at Like, at the beginning of us planning to do this, did you ever guess any of the bands that I was going to give you, probably other than Cattle? Because, uh, obviously, I was probably Slipknot. going to give you Cattle. Oh, yeah, okay. I guess we had talked about Slipknot prior. Like, I knew you were a big fan of them and everything, so I was like, eh, probably... Yeah. Not anymore, really, but probably Metallica. I thought you might have given me a bit more thrash, honestly, than I what actually, you did. Like I don't maybe a mega to a ton of thrash. Like let's let's even assume because I've given you two of the big four. I have no idea what I would ever. I, I don't think I would ever give you Slayer, and the only thing that I could really give you from Megadeth wouldn't even be one of their thrash records. I don't think because I just don't. I don't listen to tons and tons of thrash. I like thrash. I, I whenever I tend to listen to thrash, I tend to enjoy it, but it's just not something I uh, it's not something I really listen to all the time. I figured Fair you were going to give me Opeth at some point. I obviously you told me some bands in the past. That, you know, I figured you would probably give me Devin Townsend prior to me actually getting into them. I I figured you would probably give me Gojira, but I've listened to most of Gojira now, and I've never I've ne- out of all of the bands that you've given me, I have not heard of a lot of them. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I think do what I can. I between the two of us, I have a bit more of a well-known taste, I suppose, and you know a bit more of the uh, niche. I, to be fair, out of these, let me look. I mean, obviously I didn't know Aesop Rock. I'd never heard of Black Tongue. I have no clue who these Mashuga guys are. I want to say that I had heard about Archspire before, but you if I did, had it was in like passing. Yeah, it was like in passing. I had never heard of Primitive Man or Glory Hammer. <laughs> Glory Hammer news. Mm-hmm. Suffocation. No breathing. Don't, How many times yeah, have I made that joke? Probably way too much. I don't think I ever heard of Murder Construct. And that's th- those are the ones I didn't know. Everyone else I knew at least well enough by name. I, of course, obviously didn't listen to most of these. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, that just makes Any it sound like I did. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's... oh, you know, I uh, <clears throat> I totally listened to you know every album that you gave me. Uh, I didn't just look up a review on Metallum and you know regurgitate it word for word. Or um, really, really, I just programmed my voice into a robot and took the captions from an Anthony Fantano review and would put it through and. <laughs> 
that's well if that was true maybe not the anthony fantano part but the metallum part my mr bungle review would have probably been way nicer uh it would have actually been stellar i don't think yeah. there was a negative review on that i think i think disco volante had a 90 something on there so i don't, don't understand it's okay primus you don't have to understand everything man primus isn't on there i don't think Primus uh, are they Metallum? Not? I wouldn't call Primus Metallum. All right, metal. Uh, wow, wow, way to pull one of our coworkers. Is Metallica a genre? Bite me. No, uh, Primus is not on there. Claypool is, but he you know, they aren't. The only one of his projects that uh, is on Metallum is a band called Blind Illusion. Never heard huh. of them. Well, apparently they're active too, but he was on their like, he was on their first record called The Sane Asylum. He wasn't on vocals though, he was just on bass. Oh, good. Oh my God. Maybe it's actually fucking good. Blow me. That's actually kind of interesting. I might look that up. Hold on. I have Spotify open. Let me look at. Hey, you should look it up and maybe force me to listen to it. Blind Illusion. They are on here. I don't know if the album is. Uh, no, it's not. They only have two things on here. But I mean, I might try to find it. Who knows? That that might be cool. It was just released on a 12-inch vinyl, so I don't think they've ever put it out uh, anywhere else. That's that's really interesting. But yeah, so um let's uh let's go ahead and hop into it instead of reminiscing. We can reminisce while we talk about the music. But first, I have Corey Taylor news. Ah <laughs> oh, shit, man. Corey Taylor podcast is back. The Corey cast is here. It's actually really just, it's really basic. It's kind of an update on the new Slipknot record. He says that uh, he was supposed to finish vocals last week, but he got hit with that with COVID. He has about three more songs to record. And then I think they said it's just off to mixing then. I'm semi-interested because they they said it was a, a man. Hold on. I mean, I'll. I'll I will uh complain in a second. They said it was a con there it's probably going to be a concept album and apparently all of their masks are going to reflect that. I feel like that that could be interesting. What I was going to complain yeah. about is remember when I said I was thinking about ranking every Slipknot song? Yeah. Huh? They beat me to it. <laughs> well, of course already, they did. Loudwire already has it. And I already hate this list so maybe you need to rank it yourself holy they put gehenna at the very bottom and that song is awesome same with wherein lies continue okay where's sulfur at i'm guessing it's probably the first no duality's at top oh yeah duality's number one man surfacing is number two that's what i guessed the heretic anthem is number three iowa 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 self-titled self-titled iowa what in the world dude i hate these lists it's always just their popular songs before i forget but before i forget's kind of low sometimes things are popular for a reason yeah yeah but also my list was going to include um mfkr as well right and this one doesn't where is sulfur i fucking love that song it's a great song and it's one of the few songs that you can hear the fucking uh sid going at it well uh, as i've been re-listening to slipknot i can hear sid a lot more than i was able oh sulfur is number 45 out of 74 that's i don't know about that yeah and gently is really low too i mean i we actually talked about it at work the other day i prefer the mfkr version of gently just because of that beautiful 
acoustic intro. But Gently's a good song. Why is it at 40 freaking first? That's or 43rd. That's dumb. I hate I hate Loudwire sometimes. But yeah, new uh, Slipknot album is almost concluded on recording. I'm excited to see where they go. I thought uh, point five the gray chapter was decent. Yeah. Well, hello. The, oh, hello. I zombie. really enjoyed. I really enjoyed uh, Devil Inside too. In terms of newer stuff. Yeah, that's a good one. Did you hear anything off their newest record? No. And I also want to make it very clear: I have never listened to a full Slipknot record. Well, well, except for Make Feed Kill and Repeat. <laughs> Mate, feed, kill, repeat. But yeah, that barely counts. Maybe I'll have to give you another record at some point, but not today. Um, let's go with the singles that popped up. Uh, Mitchell Whitechapel has released a single and announced their next album, which is uh the it is titled Kin. Um, hey Ethan, Ethan, mm-hmm. the single was mediocre. The single was pretty not good. And it's not because of the clean vocals, because the clean vocals were good on the last album. Yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. The I was a little underwhelmed by the new Whitechapel song under the title "Lost Boy." Lyrics were kind of eh. The mix was fine. Uh, what were you saying? I said the lyrics were kind of cringe. Yeah, it was. Apparently, they're. It's like a continuation of the Valley. Uh, I mean, so I really liked the Valley. I thought the Valley was fantastic. It was probably their best record they put out in a while. The beginning of Lost Boy was interesting. It it was a it was pretty in your face and going all out. But then the rest of the song was just kind of the clean part was pretty good. I thought for the most part, maybe I not lyrically, but like totally it. and everything. Yeah, I didn't care for it that much. Oh, hey, they have a uh, track listing for their new album. Do they have a release date? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, their next album called Kin will be out on October 29th. So a little bit more than a, like a couple of months. We have 11 tracks, and they're as follows. I Will Find You, Lost Boy, which is the single, A Blood-Soaked Symphony, I really like that title, Anti-Cure, I also kind of like that title, uh, The Ones That Made Us, History is Silent, To the Wolves, Orphan, Without You, Without Us, and Kin. Oh, hey, Mitchell, I found a list. <laughs> hey! <laughs> nah, I, it's one of these uh, best metal song of each year since 1970. We'll put a pin in that one, possibly. I can't wait to read the boomer list. I can't, I can't wait to see Black Sabbath 15 times. Woo! Also, Mitchell, there was a, another single released by one Canadian tech death band, Archspire. A hmm. uh, new song Another dropped. one? Another one? I don't even think we talked about... Uh, the first single last episode, and I think it was out by then, so that's our mistake. Archspire has been talking about a new record. They dropped a single earlier last month under the title of The Golden Mouth of Ruin. I believe that is what the album is called as well. Golden Mouth of Ruin was really, really good. It was very catchy. It was very, very fast. It was definitely Archspire. Their new song is titled Bleed the Future. It is, and I didn't really notice this listening to it. I thought this was okay. I just kind of felt like it was there, but apparently this song is uh, 360 beats per minute. (laughs) So it's very, very fast. Oh, I'm title tracked. Oh, then never mind. Ethan. What? You know that is six beats per second, right? Uh Uh-huh. That's dumb. It's very dumb. It's Archspire, though. (laughs) 
Uh, and I Wait, was mistaken. The album sure is called Bleed the Future. Let me make sure that math's correct before I look like a dumbass. Yeah, yeah, six beats a second. Mm-hmm. Yes, Archspire are very, very fast. And then <laughs> I think they just keep upping the ante every time. The Archspire train keeps rolling today with a new single Bleed the Future. We've donned our conductor hats and overalls and we're speeding at, sad as an exaggeration, 400 BPM to give you a taste of our album. It wasn't at 400 BPM. I will not put it past Archspire to write a song at 400 BPM. It seems I mean, like that is just kind of their shtick at this point. I guess so. That's fair. I, I do enjoy Archspire. It took me a while to get into them, but I, I really enjoy uh, their last record. I really want to sit down and listen to their other two records. I just haven't had a chance yet. So Bleed the Future. It was fine. I prefer Goldmouth of Ruin. I think it was just a better song in general, but I have only listened to Bleed the Future once. So that could just be me. You haven't listened to it yet, have you? No, not the not the new one. Oh, Mitchell, there is some dumb controversies going on because of course it is. Want to take not? a guess? Is it Ted Nugent? It's not Ted Nugent, though that's a, a good guess. Um I believe on a recent episode we got into the idea of um people getting mad about pop stars or oh, popular figures wearing metal t-shirts. People are losing their stuff, just losing their minds because one Courtney Kardashian has seen wearing a cannibal corpse t-shirt while out with Travis Barker of Blink-182 fame. <gasps> Why are you guys mad no. about this? Yeah, I mean, who cares? One, maybe she actually likes cannibal corpse. I don't think anyone would just wear a cannibal corpse t-shirt to wear a cannibal corpse t-shirt. Specifically, it is an eaten back to life t-shirt. Uh, sweatshirt, actually. That is their first album. I mean, I guess it could be Travis Barker's shirt, but who who cares? Who it's the fuck a, cares? Do you, I mean, one of the... Yes, would I, I would I rather people wearing the shirt know and like what they're, you know, whatever it is representing? Yeah, that would be cool. It makes it easier to identify, you know, potential friends. But mm -hmm. there's no reason to fucking lose your shit. Don't be, don't be the guy at the concerts like name name forty of their songs. They only have they only have one album. Name forty <laughs> of their songs. <laughs> what you you're not a true fan? Then you don't even know their future songs <laughs> that they haven't even titled yet. But yeah, so look, if you're a fan of metal at all, you should. Maybe not praise it, but you should be fine with people in the public eye repping metal t-shirts. It means please, people for the love might of God. look it up. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm sick of being so fucking looked at weird because I like a man that growls on occasion. That <laughs> sounds kind of sensual. Yeah, we're not going to touch that one. Um, <laughs> but I, dude, he I, I don't care. Cannibal... <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. I'm more <laughs> mad that I'm more mad that she's wearing a Chris Barnes era Cannibal Corpse T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, come on, grow some, some taste, taste, woman. <laughs> it's Corpse Grinder or nothing, you piece of shit. Violence unimagined. All right, that's just I, I've just seen people commenting on that, and I hate people. There's, There's a better headline. controversy that we can talk about uh, if you would like. 
perhaps here in a moment. I don't want I don't want to talk about that one. Why don't instead we we uh, just do a headline reaction of Imagine Let's Dragons are the that. first band ever with three diamond certified songs. Wow. Okay. That's neat. I guess. Congrats. What do you want? A fucking diamond reward? At least all the at least the songs that are diamond singles aren't like they're complete trash songs. Like that's kind of nice. Like I I don't know if you were ever part of the camp that hey imagine dragons are kind of cool it was I liked, basically back uh, I, when they first released like radioactive i enjoyed radioactive it was believer. overplayed by all it, it, shit mm-hmm. it was and i liked believer and i liked demons those are those are the three songs that are you know rated diamond now and i'm like that's cool at least it's not thunder i don't even know that one i i kind I of that song it fell out of voice. <laughs> Everything makes you want to die. It's so garbage. Thunder, the thunder, thunder, thunder. Oh, that I, sounds awful. Oh, it's hot garbo. It is hot garbage. But yeah, that's Imagine Dragons. At least it's songs that I cut somewhat enjoy. A renegade concert pooper is on the loose in California. Ah, oh, shit! Wow, isn't that a fucking like episode of Bob's Burgers? I don't know. I never watched that show. Are you serious? Really it's good. great. I mean, I've watched yeah. a little bit of it. I, I just never sat down and watched a ton. Let me let me look that up. I'm pretty sure there is a pooper in the school. I know that's an episode of some animated series. Well, I all, there are also like real life stories about that, too, obviously here. But I, it's not the first time I've heard of a serial pooping. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Bob's Burger. Serial pooper episode. We have a serial pooper on... <laughs> Franz Boulevard. Turnstile is a band that was playing and somebody literally threw fecal matter onto the stage. Well, maybe don't play like shit and you won't get shit thrown at you. <laughs> uh, I've never heard Turnstile, so I don't know. Neither neither have I. Yeah, that was just that's that's a headline. It's funny. Quit throwing fecal matter at people performing. It's gross Unless and Chris unsanitary Barnes. and actually like kind of dangerous. It actually I I think it might be I think you can be tried under the Geneva Convention as biological warfare. Legitimately, I think you can. It's, you know, if you... I know, <laughs> I know if you are aware that you have a contagious, life-threatening disease and you spit in somebody's face and they can get it because of that, it is considered assault with a deadly weapon. Dang, Red Dead Redemption 2 vibes. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Arthur. Arthur was good man. He was a good. He was a good boy. Unless you, you know, made him a jerk. I'm doing an evil playthrough right now, or I, I was until I started playing Hades, and I haven't played anything but Hades since it dropped. Lars Ulrich's sons Miles and Lane form a new band called Taipei Taipei Houston. Taipod Houston. Awesome. Taipei. I have no idea how to pronounce it. T a i p e i Houston. I think that is Taipei. Yeah, it's, it, it's like some weird garage rock type stuff. I wasn't really into the clips they played on Instagram, but you know, it's kind of it's kind of cool. I you know I commend people for making music either way. I I, I can't tell if his one of his sons is a better drummer than he is, but 
probably. And <laughs> the other one is a bass player. So he's probably a better bass player than Lars as well. I mean, back in the day, they uh, on occasion, they all switched instruments on stage before. But I think every time they did that, Lars was on vocals. He actually wasn't half bad. Huh. I think like I think they switched to Jason Newstead was on guitar. James was on the drums. other guitar. <laughs> no, James went on drums and then uh, Kirk did bass. And I think they cover. I think it was like a Merciful Fate cover, like they played Am I Evil or something like that. But I remember, like, it didn't sound bad. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool gimmick if everybody knows how to actually Kirk, play the instrument. Kirk still puts <laughs> uh, the wah pedal on the bass. I I, th- I think he actually did. Um, of course he did. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So yeah, screw Lars's kids. And also screw Gene Simmons. Uh, Gene Simmons tests positive for COVID-19. Kiss postponed four more shows. Just screw obviously. him just in case, yeah. Just screw... It's obviously it's obvious that Gene Simmons is kind of a prick, but obviously I hope he heals up. I don't wish COVID on anybody, especially vocalists, because it, it will start messing you guys up. So, uh... Kiss have postponed any future shows. I'm surprised they're still playing in general. Speaking of vocalists with COVID-19, or at least after after after, ugh, after effects, I, I can't say after effects without thinking of Adobe. I was thinking the same thing. Jo- Jonathan Davis of Corn apparently has to sit down through a lot of their shows at the moment because he's still having residual symptoms so he has like a throne to sit on when he needs to breathe bit of a bummer apparently they oh i i forgot they actually played here recently so that some of the fan footage was from the indianapolis show yeah i i hope jonathan davis heals up soon it sucks and then my last thing here is uh mainly just a headline thing metallica will give an instructional master class in guitar cool great I just th- I thought you were going to be more snarky about that because some people are like, they're actually just horrible guitar players. <laughs> it's uh, through Usician. I-, I know very little about Usician, but I have heard of it. It's kind of cool, though, I suppose. Yeah. You got anything music related, gaming related? I do have some gaming stuff. I'll let you talk, though. Um, I know Ginger released their new album and a lot of people are really liking it. Oh, they actually uh, dropped a record? Yeah. I was unaware. A lot of bands are you know, announcing their albums. I'm sure I've talked about some of them. Omnium Gatherum's working on one. Baylacor is working on one. They dropped a single. Winter Horde, maybe. Pretty sure Nate Oblivious Scares said they were. Oh, I do have uh, music news. Really sad music news. Francesco Paole, the uh, singer and guitar player of Flesh God Apocalypse, is majorly injured. Oh, crap. What happened? He is a rock climber, and rock climbing didn't go well. Oh, man. He didn't, like, die or anything, I assume. No, uh, but he is is stable now and in good health, but he's going in for surgery. Gotcha. Well, I hope he gets through it okay. That's I do, too. Dang. So uh, I totally forgot about that. Um, It was very sad news to hear, but I'm sure he'll make a a speedy recovery and we'll get some more Flesh God Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess we could talk about Glory Hammer now. Oh, what? You mean your favorite black metal band with how they're acting? Yeah, so there's some controversy going on with what was once my favorite 
power metal band, uh, Glory Hammer. Prior to everything else dropping, the vocalist was kicked out. I forget what his real name is. I think it's Thomas something. Uh, Thomas, yeah, Thomas Winkler. Yes, Angus McFife. Yes, Thomas was apparently let go for reasons that I don't know of really at the moment he was just let go yeah so i'm not sure why thomas got kicked out but shortly after that and i just pulled up a metal sucks article about it the rest of the band kind of got dropped into some hot water yeah um there was some group chat like facebook group messenger chat screenshots that were dropped back from 2017 i think and uh, there was apparently some uh, racism and some abuse and misogyny, uh, misogyny, and uh, you know all the things you want in a power metal band. Yeah. Oh, this is the first like ah, this these are the first uh, screenshots I've actually seen about it. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, it kind of gets gross as you get down. Yikes! Yikes! Uh-huh. Yeah, that was not pleasant to read through. Uh, and apparently that also impacts Ailstorm because he's the keyboard. The Christopher Bowes is the vocalist of Ailstorm is the keyboardist in Gloryhammer. Joy. Joy. I mean, I hate Ailstorm, so that doesn't hurt me at all. Freaking phenomenal. So there's definitely some uh, issues with uh, Glory Hammer right now. I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, I did see like their big apology post recently. Oops. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I will always say this. I will always say this. People, depending on how bad it is, can redeem. We were all young at some point and did stupid shit and said stupid shit, but Hopefully they're not just reaction apologizing. Yes, which they probably I, are. To an extent, I would definitely agree that they probably are. I get, we'll we'll see how it goes, but there are a lot of people basically just thinking that they're going to shut down. And I mean, musically speaking, I, I think the best part of Glory Hammer was Thomas Winkler. So with him being out of the band anyway, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if Thomas had any of the issues in there but i i they all use nicknames i feel like chat. he might have been the been the one that uh dropped the screenshots that would make sense now that i'm thinking about it yeah you might be right about that <laughs> he might have been uh, a little pissed off that he got fired it wasn't let go it was fired for unknown reasons. Yeah, so Glory Hammer is a bit problematic now. Uh, it Whoops. sucks because I still enjoy their music, but I also don't really. And it want sucks because I have to rate that. their album without thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, but uh, well, hey, I use Spotify, so it's not supporting them anyway. <laughs> hey, <laughs> jokes. Yeah, so that that's a bit problematic. Kind of sucks. They were one of the few power metal bands I actually enjoyed so hopefully thomas winkler goes to another band and uh I, I enjoy his vocals quite a bit that's all i got for music news i have a few things for gaming i got a decent amount of gaming uh do you want to go first sure metroid dread it's going to be fucking bomb diggity let me tell you and if it's not i'm protesting nintendo crisis remastered trilogy coming out 
this month. Test your fucking computer. With this trilogy, they're probably just using the last Crisis 1 remaster. I imagine they're not doing it again. I mean, there would be no fucking point because they literally came out with that remaster last year. Yeah, that's what I figured. I was just curious. They maybe maybe there's like for the people that own it, they'll get an update. But then this will be the most updated version. And then uh, that Dead Space remake, that's looking pretty fucking tasty. Let me tell you, it does look quite nice. Not only are they like... Apparently, they, like, formed a board with a bunch of Discord people, and the, 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 the board is known as, like, the fucking council or something. And so they just asked people, like, what the fuck do you want out of a Dead Space remake? And, like, people were like, please don't fucking... One, number one, the most important one, they were like, we know you work for EA. Please don't do EA things. <laughs> right. And they were like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to do microtransactions. There's no... Th- th- you, how how could we there's no multiplayer and they're like have you not seen what ea does pay one dollar to unlock this door give you want to finish money. the game yeah give us money so no, no microtransactions I paid sixty dollars that's not enough i'm subscribed to your stupid origin access more one dollar per step go <laughs> you want to pause the game? One dollar. One You want to unpause the game? <laughs> One dollar. You want to exit? <laughs> you can't even Five alt F. Five dollars. You can't even alt F4. <laughs> this is a virus. As soon as you start it up, it just starts playing. <laughs> Want to save your progress? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. But uh, um, we so, just opened uh, this room and it's full of necromorphs. If you want it to be normal, fifty dollars. All right, <laughs> and you're out of ammo. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it looks pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm excited. Visually fucking stunning beautiful some other things they added isaac in the first game isaac clark being the main protagonist that you play mm-hmm. as is going to be fully voice acted he was a silent protagonist in the very first iteration of this game it's the same voice actor too from uh the last one or the mm-hmm. last i shouldn't say last two but the sequels also they've made a couple of promises about that because they still want you to feel like isolated and everything so the only time isaac's really talking besides like being hurt and shit Mm. and making grunty sounds and like screaming fuck when he steps on things is uh if he's spoken to because you do have comrades in the first game that are like telling you where to go which you just silently followed originally and then he will also talk to himself in situations where he it doesn't really make sense for him to be silent. So like maybe like walking into a boss room and just being like, oh, my fucking God, what is that kind of thing? He's an engineer. So like anytime he's trying to repair shit and it ain't working out or it does work out, uh, he might say something about that. I don't know if he'll react to like any video diaries you pick up or audio logs you pick up, but maybe. They're also enhancing the fucking dismemberment mechanic. Oh, yeah. Not only 
not only do you blow limbs off, but now it's even more gross about it <laughs> because now the flesh can be sheared off, but maybe the bone's still intact. You, and if that happens, you will have to shoot the bone. So if you like miss the bone area, it might not come off. They also brought back two mechanics from the second and third game that were in the first game. You can shoot off certain limbs, like uh, the little spikes on some of the necromorphs, and you okay. could sh- you can telekinesis those back at your enemies, which was not in the first one, but in two and three. And the other one is the zero G areas are not going to be the magnetic boots like they had in the first game. You're actually going to be able to fully fly around in them which is mm-hmm. fun and fantastic and the flight controls were not that bad. I'm I'm super excited. It looks fucking horrifying. It looks like a ton of fun. They're apparently also adding content that they cut originally from the game. I don't know what that entails. I don't know if that's story. I don't know if that's a level. I don't know if that's weapons or what, but I, I'm looking all really forward to it. One of my favorite aspects of that game was uh, walking in the uh, vacuum areas. Or like mm-hmm. being on the ship out in space itself. Right. Because they they made the physics accurate and you can't hear a necromorph walk up behind you. Oh, and it's God. not it's it's not oh, a fun God. time. Oh god. Oh <laughs> this game this game is fucking brilliant. Like the sound design, the game design, it did not get the enough praise in my opinion. The, did, they really did some amazing things in that first one. So you said that even in the like in the original game, while you were outside, the uh, you couldn't hear the deadites or whatever they're called. Nope, necromorphs. Yeah. So I mean, it takes place in space. So anytime you enter a vacuum, mm-hmm. the only thing you can hear is your breathing from your oxygen tank Mm -hmm. and then you're walking and you're like, if you do any actions, you'll hear it. But like, if you fire your gun, you won't hear the gun hit the wall or anything. You'll just hear the initial shot because it's (laughs) in your hand. It's going to vibrate through your body in the air in your suit. But yeah, you don't, you don't hear anything coming up behind you. I think in some sense, maybe you would be able to hear things in space because you're attached to the ground. They're attached to the ground. Maybe you could hear their footsteps in actual reality. I don't know. But most games, when it comes to space, they're like, oh, man, you saw that explosion way off in the distance. You definitely heard it. It's it's looking to be a really good remake that even though Visceral Studios is gone, is still getting a lot of love and attention and is being guided by people from Visceral Studios. Anyways, even though Visceral Studios is no longer a thing. Can't think of any other gaming news, can you? Yeah, so I have a couple of things. Some of it is gaming news, some of it is just tangential. First of all, this this is kind of like, apparently there was some uh, boycotts on Twitch recently. I'm not quite sure the reason for the... Oh, yeah, there was like a day off Twitch. Yeah, a day off Twitch boycotting the service of Twitch failed to present any effective solution to racist brigading. Gotcha. So that this is connected. Streamlabs, which is a variant of OBS. Um, a lot of streamers use it. In fact, I'm using it to record the video portion of this right now in our backup. Streamlabs releases a safe mode feature to combat Twitch hate raids. This is to kind of... Oh, yeah. 
to kill the hate raids, which are usually targeted to minorities uh, and marginalized communities on Twitch, usually using sexually discriminatory language or racially discriminatory language uh, yeah. for numerous accounts. And this is just going to help try and kill that down. A lot of people are praising Streamlabs for doing this because Twitch wasn't going to. So Twitch should probably look into that. I mean, it's owned by Amazon. It has the funding to do so. Anyway, stop being pieces of yeah. garbage on Twitch. Maybe It'd be pretty cool that. if you did. There is a rumor that uh, oh. apparently uh, NVIDIA's GPU supply is about to drop by 30%. I don't Ooh. know how you can drop 30% below nothing, <laughs> but apparently it is happening. This is a rumor coming out of... Uh, believe the markets were there built out in china something like that fantastic i didn't want to upgrade my computer anyway you didn't need to didn't need to uh hideo kojima oh <laughs> yes this that he wanted to make a game with mads mickelson called mads max and he should <laughs> i ever since watching hannibal and Casino Royale, I have become a Mad Mads Mickelson fanboy. And apparently he was used in Death Stranding. I guess he was yep. the villain. And I, I just never played it. So I, I kinda want to just for that. But <laughs> make make a game where you get to play as Mads Mickelson, Mr. Kojima. I would I will pay money. And I don't even want it to be like a uh I don't even want him to play a character. I just want him to be Mads Mickelson set in some story. I don't care what it is. It's literally just the day in the life of Mad Mickelson. A day in the life of Mads, Mads Mickelson. Yeah, I'll play it. I, I'll I'll do it. I, I mean, it reminded it, that for some reason reminded me. There's like a uh, a pretty popular game that dropped that that features um a lot of big name actors. It's only like twelve minutes long. It was like an interactive video type thing. Hold on. Actually, I literally think it's called Twelve Minutes. Yeah, it's a top down thing. It's not interactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it had famous actors in it. Yeah, it has uh James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley. I don't know who those people are. James McAvoy was in it. He was also in the most. He's in the more recent X Men movies, and Daisy Ridley was in the new. Star, she was Riley or uh, whatever her name is from the new Star Wars trilogy. And then ah. uh, it also has Willem Dafoe. Oh, wow. I oh, yeah. I guess of, there were only three people in there. I kind of want to play it. I've heard it's very good. And then it they is. also want to do uh, other stuff with and it as well. It is longer than 12 minutes. CD Projekt Red hired a community oh, monitors yeah. to uh, work on Cyberpunk 2077. Nothing much Good. outside of that. I just I think it's always cool when companies hire passionate like fans of the game. I think you said there was something that happened with Warhammer with somebody doing that recently. Yeah. Yeah, so um there was this really cool YouTube project that I recommend everyone, including you Ethan, uh looking I know, into cuz we've this. talked about it before. Yeah. Astartus um dude was the only person working on the animation and sound design and it's like triple a animated movie kind of quality mm -hmm. and uh games workshop instead of you know nintendoing him we're like holy shit look at this talent you want to work for us <laughs> yeah i mean that also remind like uh just based on like nintendoing them uh there's been a couple of things recently that I've been seeing where passionate fans of a game like were like creating a fan remake or something like that, which I understand is copyright issues. But like Take-Two 
stopped a fan remake of GTA 3 and Vice City like a year and a half ago. They DMCA'd it, and he they stopped working on it. It's not on GitHub anymore, but now they're choosing to sue the guy. Jesus. There was going to be a Metroid Prime 2D fan make, so it was going to be the entirety of Metroid Prime in 2D. And he got Nintendoed. Yeah, no, I, and then there was somebody that, uh, I found a channel recently where his whole channel is like, see how quickly I can like remake a part of a game. And he did, he did the entirety of the map of hit of, uh, Simpsons hit and run. And then he recreated right. the first mission. So everything was programmed and everything. And it looked awesome. It was in like 4k. He upscaled all the textures and it was beautiful. And then he got Nintendo. It wasn't Nintendo. It was whoever made that game, but it's yeah, but it, it, it should be Nintendo is the most famous one for doing it. There was a, on the original 2008 crisis, there was a mod called mech warrior living legends, a small indie studio made that Crytek being fucking cool. We're like, hell yeah, that's great. You made this thing. And Hey, you guys did things that we didn't even know we could fucking do with our own engine. <laughs> do you want to work with us? And so some of the studio got hired on to the work for Crytek, and I think they made the newer MechWarrior games, too. That's kind of awesome. I mean, I don't understand why a studio would not look at that and be like, wow, look at this guy or group of people that are super talented and love our project. We should hire them because they are doing amazing shit. Like, that's a win-win. You get talent. You're not having people do a fan remake all of a sudden that you don't want. Succotash brought me his shark that he really liked. Aw. Uh, Zombie was last pretty... for Pats a second ago. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, why wouldn't you... At, at the very least, like, maybe just talk to them. Like, don't yeah. don't be a dick about it. If they're making money off of it, that's a different story. But if it's a yeah. fan remake, like there was what, a, what's um, the fucking harm? Exactly. There was a there was one. I think somebody was making like a Batman 1989 game and people thought that it looked awesome and he got DMCA'd too. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with like people doing covers of songs. Like it's one thing if they're getting paid for it, you mm -hmm. know, they I don't mean, own the rights are... to it. There are legal means to be able to get paid for covers, at least. Well, yes, that's you true. You get the but license I mean, if, for it, but it's impossible to do that with games. True, but ignoring that part, if a person's just, like, doing a cover of your song and they're uploading it to YouTube, as long as they're not getting paid for that one, who fucking cares? Let the let your fans show off their talent. Yes, so uh, there was that hello... Do you want to come up here? You can you can sit on top of the chair if you want, or on my shoulder. Either one works. I have to, <laughs> the cat has to decide what's going to happen before I can continue. Ethan, it's starting to reminisce of like our old days of recording. It's eleven o'clock. Uh, there's uh, I forgot that this existed. This was a thing. The live action Life is Strange adaptation is somehow still in production. Oh, and apparently I forgot about that. And I forgot. Legendary is in charge of it. Okay. I don't even know who that is. Legendary made the Batman Dark Knight movies. They made Godzilla vs. Kong. They So they're a decent studio to handle it. A giant studio, yeah. It was announced back in 2016, like a year after the uh, game came out, and apparently it's still being worked on. Nah. 
Okay. I mean, it does take a little bit to, you know, make a show. Remember that they were making a FNAF movie? They did. It starred Nicolas Cage. Uh-huh. I actually do want to watch that. I heard it's insane. <laughs> this one was just something that popped up on the side while I was looking at the Life is Strange one. There's been a Skyrim mod that has been taken off of Nexus mods. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the no Skyrim mod. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> now with no Skyrim, instead of being able to start a new game like most Skyrim players, you just can't. It also works with alternate start. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, they took it down. It's kind of funny. And the last thing I got, there's a new roguelite. There's a new roguelite. What is it and this time? What's the gimmick? Golfing. What? It's called Cursed to Golf. Yeah, you're a you're a golfer killed in a freak accident just as you were about to take the winning shot in a tournament. And now you have to play your way out of a golfing purgatory to return to the land of the living and win that trophy. Honestly, it actually looks really, really fun from the trailer. I am kind of excited. I might play it. Uh, There's no true information on when it's going to come out or if there's any demos out or anything like that. But oh, there is a Steam page. Hold on. Yeah, it's just uh, on like add to your wish list but it looks really cool i think i I enjoy roguelites and this one is seems like a decent little gimmick so all right that be that and i think that brings us to uh were we wanting to do the list first or talk about the eps let's go ahead and get into the the swing of things we are going to talk about the eps first shouldn't take too long and then we will talk we'll go into ranking all of the albums we listened to for the past aside from the eps aside from the eps so, Mitchell gave me a band that I was familiar with. I, I have listened to Abigail Williams in the past. I don't have tons of experience with them. In total, I had two songs liked previously on Spotify, one of which you was from this EP. I do, I do enjoy it. Uh, you know, um, outside of Like Carrying Birds, which was the one song that I already knew, I at least had listened to prior to this. There was something off in the shadow of a thousand, yeah, in the shadow of a thousand suns called Into the Ashes. I really like that song a lot. Legend was their uh, Abigail Williams's first release. They are the, so what? They're like a symphonic black metal, blackened death metal. At least on this re- on, on this release. Yeah. So they they've changed multiple times. If you like Google them, they have like twenty fucking genres. I basically separate them into two different categories, which is everything before Beyond the Veil or Becoming, the album Becoming and the album Becoming and Afterwards. Everything before that is like heavy symphonic black metal. And occasionally you get some like death y melodic death metal-y vibes on occasion. Beyond the Veil and Afterwards is atmospheric. They still utilize symphonic moments uh, and instrumentation, but it is not the main sound like it was in their previous stuff. And I think that's just the best divide. So it's like on their newest record, like they have some stuff where it's like they got like a string quartet or something playing on occasion. Mm hmm but it's like in one or two songs right yeah so i'm looking at abigail williams right now on metallum they do say their earlier stuff is categorized as symphonic black metal slash metalcore i can agree to that for the most part my first thoughts of when i was listening to this at least for the first two songs which are this is a five song ep it runs about 21 minutes 44 seconds it is shorter as eps are want to do the first two songs i got more like black dahlia vibes and it's probably just because the first two songs are a 
bit more straightforward. Uh, I actually think that it has a little bit more death metal influence in the, those two songs than black metal. But as the album goes, it starts getting into a bit more black metal, especially once you hit Watchtower. I think Watchtower is the song where he starts doing the really, really high crackly fry vocals. They, they It's a unique sound that is not in the earlier songs. And that Banshee shriek, though. And, and the shrieks. Yes. I do like the first two songs quite a bit. I, I I had heard like Carrion Birds before. The Conqueror Worm is a great song as well. Um, I just don't remember anything about it at the moment. What I do remember, however, that I made a note of when I was listening to it on the way home, Watchtower. I really love the lead guitar work in the latter half of Watchtower. It actually reminds me it's a bit Meshuggah-y with, it, I believe the term would be atonal. It's just got these really, really interesting note selections that, that uh, kind of are dissonant with the rest of the choices, instruments, and stuff like that. I really, really liked it. This uh, EP is is pretty easy listen, in my opinion. There's nothing really negative that I can say about it. I like both halves of it as well. The earlier ones being a bit Black Dahlia-y, and then as it goes on, it does enter that symphonic black metal range. There is the that touch of metalcore in there, which I do recognize as well when I listen to the one song off of In the Shadow of a Thousand Suns that I've already forgotten what it's called. It's uh, Into the Ashes. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about this one. It's pretty good. If you like black metal, death metal, metalcore E, and symphonic vibes, I do recommend it. And, and, uh, and you like your black metal without Nazis or racism. True. True. They do not have those. That I At least of. not yet. At least, at least not yet. So it's pretty good. I would probably rate this like a solid eight. I think it's a very Ooh. good EP. Yeah, nothing, nothing too wrong about it. Did you have any notes about it that maybe I didn't bring up? Or uh, it was actually definitely the uh, first uh, EP I listened to by them. Freaking love Watchtower and Cockerworm. I had actually never really listened to the uh, first two tracks on this. My friend Doug got me into Abigail Williams and his band when they were a thing oops i hit my mic uh when they were a thing they did a cover of the conqueror worm and it was really fucking good but uh there's no recording of it as far as i know gotcha. and if there was it was probably really badly mixed they never did the mixing but the guy that the one time they did get mixing done it uh was for free and uh oh. you you pay what you get or you get what you, get you, pay what you for. paid for. And you also pay for what you get. And let me tell you, they paid. So, yeah, unfortunately. But nonetheless, Abigail Williams is probably in my top 25 bands that I just absolutely love. There's definitely, if we ever did a double, I would definitely give you them next. If we didn't do a double, I might just have to triple dip and give you two of their albums back to back or something like that. Because just because I want you to hear In the Shadow of a Thousand Suns and then them shift over into Becoming because I fucking love Becoming so much. The last song on Becoming, 17 minutes of beautiful, beautiful music. And the one time I saw them live, that was the song they closed with. And like the cloud was the the cloud, the crowd was kind of like indifferent to Abigail Williams, including me. I had not listened to anything uh, besides In the Shadow of a Thousand Suns by them, which I loved. But unfortunately, their keyboard player left after that album to be in Cradle of Filth. I don't think she's in that band anymore. 
Uh, I think she's off doing her own thing now. But they never got a new keyboard band or the new keyboard member. But they they closed with Beyond the Veil and the crowd freaking just got into it and freaking lost it. One of my favorite songs of all time. We're talking like I talk about that song like I talk about Mirror Reaper. And you know how I never shut up about that song slash album. You certainly don't. <laughs> hey, by the way, audience, you should go listen to Mirror Reaper by Bell Witch. Real good. Also, go listen it's to like, the Stitching it's hot, Bow. It's hot trash. It's wow. Probably the, it's probably the worst. Wow. It's probably like well, go listen to the Stitching Bow then by Bell Witch. It's, it's also really good. Also trash. You don't know that. You haven't listened to that one. <laughs> But you will, maybe one day I might give it to you, probably. You will. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I didn't think you would hate it. I mean, I know you're not big into black metal, but you've liked every blackish metal band that I've given you so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winter Horde, Abigail Williams, uh, Batushka. God, I, I fucking love saying their name. Batushka is just very fun to say. Just in general. Uh, oh, Dominia has some black metal vibes. They they slowly get out of that and go more gothy as each album goes on. Mm, gotcha. So, but like the first two are very more black metal-ish. And then the third album switches over to a more goth vibe. And I have not liked an album after that third one, which is very unfortunate because I really like Casper as a violinist. Cool. Well, I guess I should probably review my non-metal album. Yeah, I mean, I really did like Abigail Williams. And uh, I am interested to see what your for- first real uh, introduction to Alice in Chains is. I wasn't the biggest fan of this. Boo. It's Boo. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah, I figured this is how this is going to be. Um, maybe you should have given me one of their more hard, rocky, grungy things. Mm. I like the songs, but as an EP in total, I was meh about it. It's not like I hated it. I was just like, this isn't doing anything for me. Mm. And then I'm not big into how his voice sounded on this. At, like, I really liked the first song at points, but then sometimes the vocals just didn't hit right with me. If we had put this on the list, you probably would not have been happy with where it was at. I love, I love this EP. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, it's one of those things where certain songs I really, really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I will say I heard some influences from other band by. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I heard some parts by Alice in Chains that I definitely could see were influenced other bands. Right. And they are an influential band. I heard some Opeth in here, which Opeth has actually done an Alice in Chains cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, wood off of uh, Dirt. Yeah, and it's a really good fucking cover. It is. It is a very good cover. And Dirt is Dirt is widely considered to probably be their best album album. This is considered to be their best EP. Um, I actually I actually think this is their highest selling release in general. I, I, I will say I got some cool vibes, especially with that first song. Like it definitely makes you want to kind of just like sit back and chill. Like this sounds this this is not by any means a um, dig at the album, but it is definitely an album that I would much rather be like with my friends 
and we're just talking and chilling and mm-hmm. like maybe playing some cards or a board game or something. And it's in I the background. It, it has a nice it's chill like a, vibe to it's it. It's like a jam around the campfire type, you know, somebody yeah. that knows how to play the songs or something like that. Or like you're just wanting to relax with like a friend or your significant other or somebody and just kind of like vibe. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely has that feel to it. And that's not a bad thing at all. I did enjoy that. It is not the worst thing you've given me. It's just it didn't scratch some vibes uh, that I would have liked. But we also, as we will learn from uh, the list that we talk about, Sometimes I'm just not in the mood for a certain thing, but that doesn't mean if I go back to it, I won't like it more or maybe I'll hate it more. Who knows? This is a very I a lot of people are very emotional about this record because it is it tends to be a like songs like Nutshell, particularly since it's it's a very depressing track. Uh, right. I believe Nutshell is actually one of their most popular songs, too. And a lot of the songs have that vibe, like Rotten Apple, you mentioned the first track. I, I really enjoy, like, that that weird... I, I don't know if I would call it spacey, but the... Atmospheric. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, reverby, I, I atmospheric the kind of feel. I do love the yeah. law. It, it, there's a lot... There's a lot going on. This This is really good, but I just wasn't vibing. I'd still give it, you know, if I was going to rate it a six or a seven, like it's not good. I didn't hate it. It was just probably I wasn't in the mood for it kind of thing. I was kind of bored when I was listening to it the couple of times I've listened to it, but it is definitely something that like became on the radio or like my friends wanted to listen to it. I wouldn't like protest. I would still be open to listening to uh, other Alice in Chains, like a full album or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I I I mean this was my first dive into Alice in Chains, in general. Um, but it it didn't turn you off at all. It didn't se. what now? It didn't turn you off at all. No, it didn't turn me off. It just didn't make me go. Hmm. Yes, more police. Mm-hmm. It was just like eh. Hey. A lot of people re- you, you you remember the like the MTV unplugged series of like. Yeah, fans and things like that. This is consider their MTV Unplugged is considered one of the best ones they ever put out. Um, yeah, I've heard that and before. And uh, let's see, what songs do they play? They start off with Nutshell, and then I don't know if uh, I don't. I think that's the only song off of here that it's played. Hold on, I got a I got a cross reference now. Jar of Flies, MTV. Uh, so Nutshell, I Stay Away, No Excuse. Okay, they play No Excuses as well, and then. Uh, yeah, so they play those. I was I was thinking uh one of my favorite parts of the MTV unplugged is when they start uh playing the song over now and I just mm. forgot what the song was titled. That's off of their self-titled and not Jar of Flies. So gotcha. if you ever if you're ever just like wanting to watch I don't know if I've been I've actually wanted to watch the MTV unplugged of theirs. I've seen mm-hmm. clips and man, I, I like I love this version of Down in a Hole and a lot of the songs off of Dirt are on here. Rooster, things like that. So I'm I'm glad that you didn't absolutely hate it. I was a little worried when you started your review. But you know, I I, I, I get that it's this is kind of one of those things where if you're not in a mood to like space out, either chill or feel whatever they're wanting to push towards you i listen to this album when i'm kind of sad to be honest 
Yeah, I could see that. Other than Rotten Apple, because I just really love the wah in the beginning. But yeah, so I'm glad you didn't absolutely hate it. Uh, it's bummed that you didn't like it as much as I liked Abigail Williams. But, you know, at least your first foray into Alice in Chains wasn't a disco volante. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because I still will listen to California. Only for the reason that I heard like a song or two off of it. And I was like, oh, wow, look at this. Yeah, California is good. And I, I really do like their first album as well. California is, you know, I didn't want to. I, I hate saying I didn't want to give you the album I knew you would like. I just wanted the more interesting <laughs> options. Right. But hi, yeah, Succotash. Why so, are yeah. you diving? I think I think it's time. It might be time. It is time to rank every uh, album uh, yes. that we talked about on the oh show. Alright. So, everyone, all of the albums we've done in a year. Wow. A year. Wow. How? 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 We've listened, I've listened to 25 albums, and you have listened to 26. Yep. Uh, and if we were to get really technical, technically he listened to um 27 yeah because of uh and well you would be at 27 as well because of uh two the two strapping young lad records well that one was on wasn't on purpose true but sure you decided to rate swallow the sun's triple album as a single album which is fair i originally was going to re-rate uh, the Metallica album as one because I made my own Metallica album, but I decided to just rate them separately. That's what I would have preferred. So, yeah, you, you got it. <laughs> well, I mean, I made the better album, but I mean, it's it's true, but we got to go with what we listened to. Gross. If you want, uh, you could th you can throw preload on there. <laughs> uh, OK, preload. Number one choice. Best album. Awesome fantastic <laughs> i'm so good at making albums of other people's music <laughs> of other people's music all right i i don't think it's going to be like a shock what my two lowest ones are um cattle decapitation yep, and and a sop rock and yeah <laughs> i don't like none so, of that I'm urban in music. God, I'm interested <laughs> to see which band went one out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, lowest one, uh, most recent, uh, that Mr. Bungle Disco Volante. I slammed my head into a wall several times listening to it. I know I praised it in terms of like, wow, listen to this musicality. I can only listen to a band masturbate so much. And it's and not even tech death. <laughs> it's not even tech death. And yet we got a fucking orgy going on in here. Just like massive wankery. <laughs> just fucking changing positions. Kama Sutra was involved. We got people of different fucking languages in here. Just fuck, man. Oh, like, man. Glory they, Hammer wouldn't be happy then. What are you talking about? They In those messages, they were talking about how they wanted to hit somebody true, of every true. nationality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're interested, that the screenshots exist. Uh, I yeah. don't like reading them. They can't but... be racist. They tried to paint a person of every color. God. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not quite, I'm not really surprised that Disco Volante ended up at the bottom of your list. Yeah. Especially given from last episode. Yeah. I, 
it, it, it was a wall to plow through and I did not make it through that wall. And every listen, I just more bones were broken. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I believe we made the joke that you want, I wanted to dive head first into the deep end and now I'm drowning and yeah, now I'm scared of water. And, but uh, uh, yeah. maybe it's more like you went to the diving board and you jumped, but hit uh, instead of water, uh, it was just concrete. <laughs> yeah, they had actually emptied the pool for fall and winter. Um, Nobody and told I me. Didn't know yet. <laughs> and yeah, that jump man. Yeah, it. It's like that, like the look of dread that like anime characters get. Where, like, it gets all purple and black around them, and their face gets, like, shadowed, and they get, like, the dread lines. Yeah, I got How you. I feel constantly. You weeb. Yeah, well, I am listening to, or I'm not listening, I am watching Jujutsu Kaisen, so I guess I am. Next one. And he's going, he's doing his first two so that we match up, because he had one more album yeah. than I did, so. Uh, uh Primus. Uh, no surprise there. Also not shocked. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, that, that was also an awful experience. Less awful somehow to Disco Volante, but I just don't like Les Claypool's voice. I don't like the jokey nature, talented bass player. The rest of the band I think is talented, but I, I don't think they fully show that in their musicality throughout the albums. I could be wrong. I just don't enjoy it. I, I really hate Les's voice and the jokey nature and the subject matters and everything. I get that people like it. It it just ain't my thing at all. Weak. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to see what your last one uh your your last one is. Yeah, you know, I this is odd, and I and I think I have to explain myself a little bit. This album was not my worst scored album, which normally if you're just going by score, it should not be at the bottom. But I'm putting it at the bottom because I felt basically nothing with this record. I would rather feel active dislike towards something than just apathetic I'm bored and I can't even get through it again. This is one of the albums I did try to, I, and I say try, I tried to re-listen to it and I just, I couldn't get through it. This is from our third episode. It was Letters from the Colonies vignette. I just, I can't get into it. I'm not saying there aren't songs that I I can't sit down and listen to, but I didn't make it past the third song on my re-listen. I was just so bored and I figured I need to re-listen to some other things. And I, I know that this is one of my just emptiest feeling album I re-listened Would you to re-score it? No, because there's nothing really bad about it. I just don't feel anything towards it. Okay. And that's why I had to explain a little bit where there's like a handful of things that I liked, but every, it didn't make up for the fact that I was just bored throughout. If maybe right. if I had to rescore it, I would maybe give it like a three. But that's not really because I'm disliking it. It's more just that I'm bored. Right. And I don't necessarily think that... If I'm bored by something that it's bad, it's just not exactly something that's hitting me at all. So right. in I would still probably give it a five because it's not 
horrid one way or the other. I just feel nothing towards it. And I think that is probably one of the biggest sins of any music for me. Anyway, it's kind of like playing a game and you just don't feel anything about it. I would rather be angry at a game than feeling nothing. Yeah. Cause at so, least then you're justified in how you're feeling and shit. Exactly. So my last bottom of the barrel for me was letters from the colony vignette. Sorry guys. I would like to, I would probably listen to something if you release something else, but you guys have been kind of dead online for the past 10 years or something like that. So it hasn't been 10 years, but yeah, fair. It's been a minute. I think it came out in like, like 2017, 2018 was when this came out. Was it? I know I was out of college and I was living at my very first place. So it was one of those two years. Oh, okay. Letters from the colony. Okay, that's my bad. Not 10 years. It came out. Yeah, it came out in 2018. My bad. Uh, Three years. You guys have been dead online for three years. That's not too bad. There have been longer. Tool. (laughs) (laughs) We both said that at the same time. Yes. Oh. Okay, I guess I'll go next. I, I, I understand that, being apathetic about it and everything. I actually uh, went to their Facebook page, and uh, apparently their guitarist like has a YouTube channel. He uh, demoed one of the uh, neural DSP plugins. That's kind of cool. Oh. But otherwise, so, there's like nothing. <laughs> I think I think they have a cool sound. I think they could do some things with it. The saxophone that they had in one of the songs was god-awful, though. Yeah, um, we mentioned that in the episode. It, I, I'm almost 100% sure it's a fake sax, um, and it's very obvious that it's fake, but I think they could do something. They definitely have some influence of Gojira, Opeth, and Mashuga, but it would be cool to see them explore their sound more and maybe right. do more with it. So uh, that's fair. I, and I kind of knew you were going to throw that at the bottom. I actually, aside from like your first pick, I don't know where anything else is going to lie. Honestly, I think you might be surprised on my first pick. I mean, if it's not Batushka, I will be surprised. We'll so, but we'll find out. Next one, Cryptopsy, None So Vile. Okay. Vocals? Vocals. The yeah. vocals. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, uh, they're they're fast and incoherent, unlike Archspire, where it's fast and fun. Also kind of incoherent, but... <laughs> I mean, it is incoherent, but there's something... It's In much more punchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's punchy. It it has depth to it and it it feels more like an instrument where this just sounds like a guy that's making random noises. Which I, I guess Archspire sometimes see it sounds like too. But there's something about how punchy and prun- punctual and precise that he is with every sound he makes in Archspire. So it, it's mostly that. I also thought some of the songs just didn't flow well in general with it. I get Cryptopsy is kind of important to like tech death and everything but like mm-hmm. no I, I feel that there's better tech death out there yeah it's it's good for its time but it hasn't really aged well yeah definitely and tech death is supposed to be like one of the most overproduced ones out uh, of them and this uh, just definitely 90, 90s <laughs> 90s did not do that I, it's like I feel like tech death and prog and power metal are like the three that like get ultra produced mm-hmm. I, c- I could feel that so yeah and then no, maybe I... melodic death next well i would say symphonic death metal because you have oh, to do well, a duh. lot of you know cutting to get stuff to fit 
cutting and fucking god the frequency balance on that must be no, actually, experience. The, actually, the most produced is anything Devin Townsend is in. Let's he is his own <laughs> genre. Uh, he is. So, yeah, no, I, so. I feel that it's interesting, though, because the low outside of Disco Volante and uh, Primus, like if I recall in your review, you didn't hate Cryptopsy. You just thought the vocals were kind of bad. So it's yeah, kind of interesting. But- <laughs> on my re-listen put it this way oh, on my re-listen okay, i okay. heard like a couple of uh, i like listened to like one full song and then i like skipped through and I'm like god fuck i don't i don't want to listen to this mm. okay move no, on that's fair yeah definitely let me know like any major thought changes i suppose okay okay yeah cryptos i i completely understand then at at the end of that my next pick i hate that i have this solo because it's one of those there there are a couple of times i think through the past year where there was an album that i feel like i should have liked way more than i did and it uh, just didn't click my second on my the second on my list is ulcerate stare into death and be still bad bad choice bad choice i'm sorry i i listened to it again and all of my criticisms were still there i feel like the mix is unfocused by them trying to make everything the focus the but dissolved was, orders though dissolved orders is great i will i will give yeah, you that that, that song I'll, is awesome and it's one of those where like i didn't the songs are fine it's just it, nothing ever really clicked to me i thought the vocals were very monotonous and the production was just outside i really liked the drums but everything else i was very just not impressed by i have listened to a little bit of ulcerates earlier work like from their first record and it's actually way different it's it's more along the lines of tech death and i thought it was pretty mm. interesting i'm not sure where they crossed over staring to death and be still just did nothing for me that and that is really unfortunate i absolutely loved that album. i mean when we talked about it i raved and raved for weeks about that album which is why i felt bad <laughs> and i, I still get it do. it's not going to be for everyone I get, I do get your grievances with the mix and even the vocals, but the vocals matter less to me because I think it just fits in the instrumentation, but he Mm. is very pretty much one note uh, with it. So I I get that. I just, I just fucking love that wall of sound and I really like the atmospheric nature of it. And I do like the lyrics. See, and I didn't, uh, I didn't really look at the lyrics, so maybe that's what did it, but I'm not sure. There's like in the song, uh, to stare into death and be still when he like says that it just hits really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like some r- really nice, like vocal fade in, like not fade in. What am I trying to say? There, there are certain songs where the instrumentation and how it was written really just like tickled me. I really, uh, let me put it this way. There are three songs I absolutely fucking adore on this album and the rest I'm like, they're there. I like them. I'll listen to them. But there's three songs on this album I actually like. One of them is obviously Dissolved Orders because Dissolved Orders slaps. The other one is the title track to stare into death and be still. And I got to find Ulcerate very quick because I always forget. Visceral Ends. I really really like visceral ends the only songs that i have hearted from my 
time reviewing it was staring to death and be still. Uh, there is no horizon and dissolved orders. But something that I was about to say that gives Ulcerate the edge over, say, Letters from the Colony, I actually remember some of the parts in Ulcerate. Um, That's the, fair. The, the riff in the lifeless advance just popped in my head. It was the... Like, I really like that riff. I I would say... I would say re-listen to Visceral Ends just because that's my other favorite one. I do like There Is No Horizon and everything, but the intro, which their intros are fucking long. Just, I like it. It's a, like, 45 seconds of, like, atmospheric, nice guitar, and then it, like, slams in with a dramatic, heavy, high-end guitar still with mm-hmm. drums and a whole bunch of other background. And I just, mm, it's good songwriting. And then it all fades back for a second to give you more atmosphere before it starts slowly building up. And about like two minutes in, it just comes back with like a fucking fist to your stomach. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's two minutes of instrumentation, no vocals, which is definitely not for everyone. but sometimes i like a really slow burn sorry (laughs) when you said instrumentation no vocals for some reason my mind went back to last resort (laughs) yeah no i heard (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah i mean it's the same thing with like 11 hours late and swallow the sun there's literally two minutes of like fucking keyboard drone Mm-hmm. I did not and I mind shouldn't that. like it, <laughs> I, but I, I do love like it. That. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it a lot. In fact, I, I remember the first time I listened to Swallow This, uh, when I listened to that record, I didn't even realize that that happened, which I'm like, I think that's a good thing. It's, 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 it's a groaning. good thing when you don't realize how long <laughs> it is. It's yeah. like when the first time I heard Bell Witch, I was like, wow, this song's going on long, but that's fine. Because originally I thought it was listening to a Balacor song. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is really long for Balacor. They usually don't like step over, I think, like nine minutes or something. They're progressive <laughs> melodic death metal, by the way. Uh, and I was listening I about to like, listening to them the other day, to be honest. Eh, well, I'll give them to you eventually if you don't. They are very good. I'm just going to go look through like your favorite bands and just listen to them all. So you have to find you have to like scramble to find something weird. <laughs> Just gives you Disco Volante. Oh, no. We've collapsed <laughs> back in on ourselves. No. Open, the, the day we open die a dimension is when... <laughs> where, open another dimension where I actually really fucking love Disco Volante and you hate it. <laughs> we just switch. We, we switch it out. No, because the universe uh, and, and where you like Disco Volante is we would just agree with everything all the time. Because if you liked yeah, Disco it. Volante, you'd probably like Primus. And you <laughs> uh, uh, In an alternate universe, I'm Anthony Fantano. Hello, guys. Mitchell Wade here, Internet's busiest music nerd. And anyway, yeah, so Ulcerate, it's not at the bottom of my list, but it... it Mm, just it's, not my it's pretty low i i do thing. want you to recheck visceral ends at least before we end tonight you don't have to talk about it but just re-listen to it I, okay I, maybe that song slaps anyways that was ulcerate for you mm-hmm. i'm surprised this is where this is 
because I used to shit on them consistently. But it's dying fetus. Oh. Uh, wrong one to fuck with. So it went up above. Okay. So it's above cryptopsy. Okay. Yeah. And it might even be higher. Here's the thing I re listened to this. And when you gave this to me, it might have just been the wrong time. It, it might have been the wrong one to fuck with at that time. Boo. Uh, huh. uh, uh, <laughs> Boo. It's a reference to the album and the single. Boo. <laughs> Things that I like about it. A lot of the m- instrumentation and musicianship, fantastic. Tone, great. Fantastic. The one vocalist that doesn't sound like he's just kind of burping out stuff, wonderful. Things I hated. Some of the techie parts just don't flow well with what else is going on, in my opinion. It it felt like it was just kind of horned in to be like, look at what we can do kind of thing. Which, to be fair, is kind of what tech death is all about. But Mm -hmm. I think there are bands that just make it fit way better in there. And okay. also, Dying Fetus isn't, like, fully tech. Yeah, they're kind of, like, in the middle between tech and brutal. Yeah, I absolutely hate the just deep, deep, low John guttural vocals. Yeah. I can't understand it. It does not sound pleasant to me at all. It doesn't sound gross to me in a good way. It just, I, I hate it. I I can't. It, it might be, it, it's probably a really hard technique to do, and in that part, awesome great but i it's not my vocals i just i don't like pig squeals i don't like those oh, deep love like squeals. gutturals Ugh. no thank you i'm trying there's to even think... things that like travis ryan does that i don't like but well, he doesn't do them enough for that about that yeah i know and i know travis is god <laughs> I'm trying to remember what finally broke me into fetus. I, cause I, I told you, I've said it on the show where the first time I was introduced to dying fetus, I listened to the song, your treachery will die with you. They're yeah. from relapse records. I think I was listening to death or watching a death music video. And I saw that I was like, <laughs> what's dying fetus. <laughs> so I listened to that and it's, it's now a song that I really, really enjoy. But at first I was, I did not like John Gallagher either. I was like, he's, just sounds like he's barking i don't i don't get it i've covered that song now it's actually one of my better covers (laughs) i i don't i forget what finally broke me into them i i am a little surprised that it it moved up on your list i figured it was going to be in the bottom three i honestly would probably give it a six out of ten now versus (laughs) whatever i gave it. that's actually kind of cool all right i appreciate that like i i would not be angry if this came on like in your car while we were driving i i would I would probably anytime uh, Gallagher would smash some watermelons with his hammer, I would get really upset. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, art reference. Other than that, I, d- I don't mind it. And there were like songs that I did like. I unfortunately couldn't tell you what they were because I was working while re-listening to it. Fair enough. I uh, The big songs that I remember are the title track. The opener. I will say the lyrics I did understand a lot of the times were just really silly. Yeah. But I I mean, mean, that's that's how I feel about death metal in general, for the most part, unless it's like proggy or melodic. So given your changed opinion, is it are they a band that you would revisit from time to time? Like if they dropped a single, I would consider it but it wouldn't be something that i would be stoked for like ginger no, or rivers fair. of nile no, by the way fair. rivers i totally forgot hey music news rivers of nile dropped a third single i have not listened to any of them how was this one 
I the I haven't listened to the full thing because I was on Instagram, but what I heard was actually good, and I'm much happier with it. So Heck now yeah. I'm not fully morose. All right, nifty. Well, cool. So I'm 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 really hoping it comes together, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Dying fetus. I may have been a little too hard on them, like another band that I used to, you know, really hate. And then I all of a sudden kind of got sun. Oh, sun. (laughs) Fair enough. It's like, hmm, I'm trying to remember what else you hated and I don't remember anything. But Uh, um, sun, 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 for sure. Yes. Sun, sun, Mr. Golden Sun. They should do a cover of that song. (laughs) Barney. Um, So my next one, it's short, sweet. I don't really have to go into a big meandering speech about it. I, I don't want to have like 15 minute conversations about every entry. Machine Head's The Blackening. I honestly thought this would have been lower. I originally thought that I like this is a proto list and I've changed it very little since I first made it. I, I touched it up here and there. I thought I had it from let I had letters from the colony into Machine Head into Ulcerate, but then I was like, oh, man, honestly, I like more of the blackening than I did the other one. And then I went in to go edit. And I was like, oh, it's already here. Machine Head. I, I really do like a couple of the songs and, and I do like a lot of the instrumentation, but I just do not like Rob Flynn very much. His lyrics, Lyrically, are, vocally. L- l- lyrics are silly. I do like some of the vocals. Really, the standout tracks are Now I Lay Thee Down. Halo is decent. I like uh, what's the last song? Hold on. A farewell to arms. Yeah, I knew it had some like, and I, military and I lo- kind of. And I do really enjoy clenching the fists of descent. It's just too long, and then they have the gall to fade out for an entire minute. <laughs> Come on, that's avant-garde, dude. Oh, blow me! I actually, when I went to re-listen to this album, I did a track by track review on my Instagram story. It's Instagram. It was uh, fucking at amazing. MFKR will. If you're interested, and uh, I believe for aesthetics, no, uh, for slanderous, I just had a thumb down emoji. But uh, my favorite comment was, I don't have enough teen angst to enjoy Rob Flynn. It was, yeah, beautiful morning because the first lyric is fuck you all. I'm like, I don't have enough teen angst for this. So I I don't with how angry Rob Flynn is, I do want to explain one thing. Uh, I'm not going to go in detail, but he had a very not okay childhood, like very not okay. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of his anger and teen angsty sounds, even in his fucking like 40s and 50s, I don't know how old he is, definitely comes from that. But I mean, we're talking like most kids probably would have killed themselves mm. or become serial killers. And instead, he just writes very angry, cussy music. I mean, fair enough. Same thing happened to Stained, but at least Aaron, at least Rob Flynn hasn't turned into a weird country star. Yet. Yet. Aaron Lewis is just an anomaly. But yeah, Machine Head's The Blackening. It's my third on the list. Not, not okay. good. Not good. Sorry if you hear next me munching. One. I have gummy worms. I'm jealous. Uh, next one. Might be a surprise for you. I don't know. System of a Down, Toxicity. Hmm. Eh, not I, super surprised, I don't think. I like a good amount of songs. Oh, I wouldn't say a good amount. I like some songs on Toxicity. They're usually the same songs people like, you know, Ariel's 
chop suey. Right. I enjoy. Wow, I forgot the lead singer's name. I know it's Takian, but I can't Surge. remember the first name. Surge. I like Surge's vocals on occasion, but I don't like when he gets into the weird, screamy, right. weird voices. And the same thing with the guitar player that also does the weird voices. I just, I, I don't dig it. I like Surge's more nicer vocals. I like some of his harsh stuff, but. I, I like their nicer vocals, and that's just not what they do. And also, there's just a lot of weirdness going on that I don't dig. And it's their style, and it fits well, but it's not for me. That being said, I still recognize this as a very important album to uh, new metal, and it was a very different style of music. Mm-hmm. back then. And it still is. Like I don't know any other bands that sound like System true that's about all i have to say about it it's, it's I all right add, i will add that i still love the chop suey music videos effects like it's a it's such a cool music video i still love it it's pretty neat my next pick is disona's paleo pneumatic i re-listened to it i liked it a little bit more than i remember but it's still something that i have very little interest in re-listening to a lot which is something that i i've kind of added in like to how i rank these i certainly understand it a little bit more now that i've listened to all of mr bungle in fact, in the Paleo Pneumatic episode, I said that I thought DeSona was weirder than Mr. Bungle. Do not listen to that episode, Ethan. He was stupid, and he had not listened <laughs> to Mr. Bungle. Just, yeah, Disco Volante makes DeSona seem like a Metallica record. And <laughs> it's it's fine. It's just not really my thing. It's definitely a album of moments kind of thing. Album of moments, yep. I, I absolutely love that album, but I can definitely see where it can be kind of hard to listen to sometimes that being said i recently tagged the band uh in a photo because i went and saw persephone like a couple of weeks ago a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. Uh, and so i was like man i can't wait for new music and they're like well just wait a couple of months so Ethan, you might be getting another Disona record. Who knows? I would rather die. Bum, bum. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I get it. It's fun. It's fine. I enjoy the album. You're wrong. It's cool. I have the better taste. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Metallica Reload. My next one. It, it's kind of boring. It's a not a great album. It's not a fun listen. There's some good things. But, I mean, I had to rip songs off of this and put it into a different album to make this album better. No, that's completely fair. And it's a pretty simple explanation. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I didn't, I didn't like, enjoy my time with this album at all. That's fair. Metallica. Metallica's done better. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, they released Tiny Anger. And, um... <laughs> that's They've fine. worked with Lou Reed. They've worked with Lou Reed, yeah. My next pick, I don't really have a lot to say because, honestly, I didn't get a chance to re-listen to this one, and I remember liking it well enough. Just don't have a lot to say about it. It's Thonic's Takasago Army. Oh. And, uh, yeah, that's... I don't have much to say about it. Fair enough. I I don't know. I love that album, but, you know, you do you, man. 
I mean, some of these have to be quick. <laughs> yeah, I know. Andrew WK, I get wet. It was all right. I'm not into partying that much, man. Too much party. There's never enough party. In fact, I believe in seven days, uh, God is partying is coming out. Oh, I'm dear excited. God. I, I, no, thank you. That, that's about it. It's definitely not a bad record. He's a good musician. It has a vibe, and I'm just not vibing with that vibe. Don't stop living in the bread, brother. Ethan, go. Give me a second. I'm chewing. Ah, uh, you motherfucker. It's midnight. Come on. Next one. Re- really recent record. Uh, Persephone's Atma. Oh, this should have been number one. <sighs> no, it shouldn't. Yeah, I like right. this record well enough. It had some cool moments throughout. Uh, you know, like I said before, I think I, I just wasn't super into all of the spacey soloing. I did like certain moments. I liked it when they buckled down and kind of just did a bit more straight death metal. It certainly I wonder if bad. you would like spiritual migration more. I do plan on listening to that at some point. Yeah, Atma was fine. It's definitely not the worst thing you gave me. And I do, I recognize that it is better than what I am ranking it. It's just on a personal level. Didn't do a ton for me, but it, it is good enough. That I can list, I could probably sit through the whole thing again and not, you know, have any major issues. So, Persephone's Atma. All right, fair enough. Faith the More, Dust Angel. Uh, Angel Dust. Well, I have Dust Angel, so I'm reviewing that one. Yeah, Angel Dust. It's all right. It's fine. It's got some... I really like... Uh, fuck, whatever the first song is, I forgot all of a sudden. Something about sun. Why, why can't I Land of Sunshine? This? Land of Sunshine. Mike Patton is a very unique vocalist, and I do not always like the sound of his voice. Some songs are just not my thing, but overall, it's a good record. It's all right. Not my favorite thing you've given me. Fine to be wrong. My next one is the only metalcore record that either of us ah. has given. It's uh, Killswitch Engages, As Daylight Dies. Felt like the record was a little bit too long for my tastes. And I mean, it doesn't help that we I reviewed the special edition without thinking about it. Some of the songs really were just should have been cut and left on the, the mixing floor. But... I do really enjoy Howard Jones's vocals. Uh, the songs that do hit me hit me pretty hard. And it was a fine listen. I didn't really have any other complaints other than thinking it was a bit too long. It's decent. It's pretty decent. That feel good vibe, bro. You got to believe in yourself. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. I do really like uh, Daylight Dies. It's probably one of my more favorite Kill Switch songs. Of course, it has My Curse and This Fire. And I really love This Fire. But, uh, yeah, Kill Switch engages as daylight dies. Uh, wait, how can you not even talk about the Dio track on there? Like, come on, Holy Diver. I do like that cover of Holy Diver, to be fair. It's a good cover. It's just overdone. Mm-hmm. It's overdone. Wow. I don't care. Wow. I don't care. Hey, look, it's another Andrew WK record. You are not alone. Really? You liked You Are Not Alone over Faith No More? Interesting. Yeah, well, you know what? Sometimes you just got to believe in yourself. You got to party because that's what partying is all about. <laughs> you know, I'm not really big on partying, but you know what? Partying? Pretty good. <laughs> what about partying? <laughs> <laughs> all right. It, I, I thought it was a better constructed album and overall. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Andrew it's... WK's vocals don't annoy me like Mike Patton. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, having a minor in music. Okay, Ben Shapiro. Uh, let's say hey, hypothetically hey, that Andrew, Andrew W. 
right. his dad. <laughs> but but had let's say one. let's say hypothetically, you, you sit down and listen to an Andrew WK record, right? You you don't really know what's going on. You don't really know what's going on. Then you start listening to I don't know. I I don't I don't listen to enough Ben Shapiro to do a joke, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Thank Christ. Next one, I re-listened to it. I still had very similar thoughts about some songs. It didn't really, like, I didn't change my rating at all in my head or anything, but this would be Dominia's Divine Revolution. It's, you're going to notice that a lot of these in the middle albums are just kind of like, it's fine. I liked it more yeah, than this record. That's Yeah, that's how I'm at right now. But the uh, the final track off of that one, the Mountain of God's Depression, fanta- fantastic, even though parts of it remind me of Shrek. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. And I, I, I was surprised that I rem- remembered a lot of the riffs uh, once I listened to them again. So Dominion's Divine Revolution, it was pretty solid. I think there was only like one song I actively didn't like on there. Actually, there might have been two. Hold on. Because uh, I remember there was a couple of songs that were kind of cringy. I did not like Beautiful Innocence. I did not like Save Yourself. I strangely did like God is a Brand. Um, oh, I, I think Beautiful. Is- I like God is a Brand. It's good. It's just sometimes I'm iffy about anti-religious lyrical theming. Well, that's the weird thing. I can never tell if they're pro-God or against God. Sometimes lyrically it sounds sometimes pro interesting sometimes and that one it's not i don't think but beautiful innocence i thought was super cringy it is and i didn't like save yourself either yeah that one uh, i don't like the chorus and that the rest of the song is all right but all the other songs i, I really dug so you would probably also literally dig their other record that came after this one uh theophania no that's actually their third record judgment of torment yeah tormented souls Yep, Dominia, Divine Revolution. For me, I'm going back to them Thrashy Boys, but the other Thrashy Boys, Anthrax, for all kings. It was good. It was good. I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did. That being said, I'm not big into thrash, especially like the big four thrash. Metallica would probably be the one that I liked the most. Uh, Slayer being the one that I liked, the one that I liked the least. Also smart uh, man. <laughs> get get bent, fight us, Carrie King. Fight us, nerds. It's really just Carrie King. Just come at me, bruh. True. I but I, please don't. I could. Kick I'm Kerry sensitive. King's. I could kick Carrie King's ass. Right. You can barely walk. <laughs> don't do that. Don't say that. You're right. <laughs> We're two disabled men. I have a heart condition, and I and die. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so I mean, <laughs> Anthrax is for all kings, yeah. Special uh, on our next episode, we fight Carrie King in a parking lot. <laughs> we interview Carrie King in for his upcoming book, God Overcooked My Green Beans. And <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be that funny. Man, I the thing is, I that's not the first time I've used that joke. One time when I was still in Fleshbore. Cole Daniels and I were driving down to a show we were playing at, and we just had a killer one-hour, like, Carrie King 
riff riffing thing <laughs> what's it called just making fun of roasting roast. session yeah it was it was fantastic it's like he's so picky he would just have at he would legit write a book called my god overcooked my green beans and then he would write music about it uh carrie king with carrie, carrie king but yeah no the anthrax i mean there's nothing like major the amazing about it but it's the anthrax <laughs> I, know, you know, I never had any my favorite bacterium it's an all right bacterium yeah it, it's it's overall pretty all right i'm just, it didn't do much for me but it wasn't unpleasant gotcha gotcha yeah the that one is actually my favorite of the big four's most recent releases which is uh surprising because i'm a metallica fanboy but uh i thought for all kings was definitely the most cohesive out of all of them that's fair my next one similar to dominia i believe they were actually one episode after the other i'm going to put stuck with them violin boys yes i'm gonna go with nea bliviscar's citadel it's really good i run into the issue that just the some of the songs are a little too long for my brain so if i'm not really in the mood to sit through a whole track it, it you know it'll have some issues with me the one part i always really remember about this is there's a breakaway in one of the songs where it's mainly just the drums and i love toms just in general and everything breaks away they have like a little bit of delay and reverb it's the doom 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 oh yeah doom I love that part. I'm like, huh, fantastic. That makes the entire record for me. So, <laughs> Nea Bliviscar's Citadel, and that's not obviously true. I, I do enjoy the vocals quite a bit. I think the singing is a little hammy sometimes, but the violin playing is awesome, and I and I do like everything else about the record as well. There's just, like, I, I the only point I can really remember is that that Tom section, just off the top of my head. I liked Nabla Viscaris. I still haven't really looked into their other music yet. I remember... Yeah, and I probably will at some point. I remember that uh, Michael McGinley from Fleshbore really, really liked them. He would listen to them all the time. I just don't remember any of it other than some stuff from this particular record. Do you want to know my favorite fucking riff from this album? No. It's probably one of my favorite. Okay. (laughs) No, go ahead. (laughs) It's from uh, Devour Me Colossus Part 1, and it's at 345. The riff that I actually really, really like is at 4, but the intro to it is great oh yeah yeah i forgot about this part oh dude yeah that is a really good riff it's so fucking good and it doesn't even have violin in it like fuck the violin boy didn't even pick a violin part maybe i I do maybe i ranked this a little low <laughs> no, but it, it's hey, really wait, good. Guys, uh, hey guys, uh, let's need to, uh, I need to edit some stuff real quick. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna keep it where it is. But yeah, no. Uh, at this point, I I think we both, uh, maybe not you, but no, I've gotten me. through everything that I have disliked. Really, everything else yeah. is just various amounts of liked. So I really did enjoy Citadel. For me, right now, it's, it's like. It's like I've, I'm 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 kind of still in the indifferent area. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Yeah, Nabla Viscar's Citadel. I have the other thrashy boy, Metallica's Load. It, it's better than Reload. Okay, but better that, than that's about kings? it. I kind of liked it, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like in the middle, and like I also didn't get a re-listen to either of those, so mm. I kind of just threw them in. Yeah, so, what songs you remembered or something. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So there's not much to say about it. 
I'm not a big on thrash. It's not Metallica's best. It's also it's not, not their worst. It's also not thrash. It's it's like hard rock. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> this Which one, I'm even less into. <laughs> this one might be surprising. Maybe not. Edge of Sanity is Crimson 2. Hmm? No, that doesn't surprise hmm. me. You were not. You liked it in some ways just because the mix was better. Mm-hmm. But I know you liked the writing more of, Ed, of Crimson 1. I definitely did. Now, unfortunately, I did not get to re-listen to this one. This was one of the ones that I'm like, yeah, I I think I like these other ones better. But I, I didn't really have any major complaints with Crimson 2. I just think Crimson 1 was a bit more cohesive. And I did re-listen to most of Crimson 1. I'm just like, ugh, this is so good. <laughs> so that'll uh, that, give you a those hint, fucking, obviously. God, the reverb clean vocals on the very last song just, ugh. Oh, I don't know kiss. what it is about that part, but like, oh, beautiful. Chef's kiss. Yeah, Edge of Sanity's Crimson 2. It's definitely not a bad record. It's just wasn't as cohesive as the first for me. And there are plenty of albums that I preferred over it. So I have a Sabbath between my feet. I have urine collecting in my bladder. <laughs> well, that's I also do. And I'm on diuretics, so it's collecting faster. <laughs> I make piss faster than you make piss. <laughs> Can't we talk can't right talk now. Right making now. piss. <laughs> we piss can't battles. do this. <laughs> uh, piss battles. Murder construct. Results. Okay. okay. Travis Ryan could do better, in my opinion, and he does. It's called cattle decapitation. Please tell me this is the one with Travis Ryan in it. Yes, murder construct is Travis Ryan. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I had my facts right. I just, I I don't dig the vocals at all in this. Uh, I don't like the mixing or the sound really. It's did you remember bad. to relist did you remember to listen to the remastered version? Yes. I okay. I went through and yeah. I I mean it's not like terrible mixing. I just think there are things that could be brought out better that weren't. I also just didn't like the layering of Travis's vocals in a lot of the songs. The when he's doing like his melodic screams, but he's also doing the regular screams. I just it it didn't sound nice, which is funny saying that about a murder construct record. But yeah, it's just it's it's fine. It's all right. I enjoyed it, but it was something that I was like, oh, also one I was listening to at work. I didn't even realize when it had ended. Ah, like <laughs> it, it it kind of ended a lot faster than sooner it's a than short, I was expecting. It's a short record. I remember in the episode, really, the only song you absolutely adored was Resultados, which is the closer. <laughs> I like on that record, I, I really like Gold Digger, Red All Over and Resultados. But yeah, so I, I kind of get that. It's it's definitely more of the grindy side of Death Grind, which isn't really your bag. For me, the next one is Soul Fallen, Grave New World. I did re-listen to this record in in its entirety. I did not re-listen to the episode, so I don't remember what my thoughts were for it. I remember enjoying it well enough. As I listen to this, I think the record is a bit back-loaded with good songs. I just think the first couple don't do a lot for me. I know that... uh, Hold on. Grave. New world right a hearse with no name didn't do much for me i did like devour then uh to all the wool to the wolves at my door and this world is bleeding flies didn't really do much and then i loved the rest of the record embrace the scythe serenity's throne and we are the sand are just 
perfect songs with my favorite being we are the sand i i really love the clean singing in that song i actually want to cover it at some point really good yeah yeah soul fallen's grave new world is fantastic not the greatest thing i got but it is it, it i'm kind of into that part where now it's like i'm starting to love things yeah we are the sand is it, it might be one of my favorite songs to be honest nice always glad that i can do that for somebody Slipknot, mate, feed, kill, repeat. It was good. Than I it was interesting. It was mm-hmm. interesting. There is some riffage that I really like. There's some really interesting bass work that I wasn't expecting. Things that make it this low is some of the shit was kind of like weird, didn't flow well kind of stuff. Vocals are all right. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite, but not my least favorite. That's about it. It's all right. It's a pretty good record. Fair enough. I mean, it's just an interesting look to see where a band the size of Slipknot began. Yeah, for sure. No, that's completely fair. Next on my list is the beginning. Uh, Sluggage, Esoteric Malacology. Really? I honestly thought it would have been higher. Um, It's... I don't know. I, I did enjoy Esoteric. Really, there was only a couple of songs that I didn't really like and I still don't, but let me... Like, I'm still pretty iffy on War Squids. Ah! Love that I, song. I, but I, I love, like, Crop Killer, The Spectral Burrows, Slave Ghoul World, uh, Slave Goo World, Transylvanian Fungus. I didn't really like Future Fairy Tale. And then I like You're the wrong about two. that one. I, I don't know. Just never did much for me. But, I mean, I'm, rem- like, looking through the songs, I'm remembering parts of it, which is always important. Like, if I'm having issues remembering something, it- it's a little rough. Now, I'm not saying for all of that, like, some of the, like, and I'll talk about when I get there, some of the things I don't really remember, I just remember really enjoying it. Yeah, Esoteric, it's a solid record, and I still want to listen to the rest of their work. It's all on Spotify under the Cosmic Cornucopia. Yes, oh my god. I just need I, to... It's fantastic. They don't have a bad album. I think it's backwards on Spotify, though, because it's I think it starts with the first song of the album before Esoteric, and then it goes through it and then the one before that, and then it goes to the one before that. So I'm like, I would rather listen to it in order. But, you know, right. Uh, But it's only 24 songs and that's three albums. That's not bad. But yeah, no, Sluggage is really good. I, I remember prior to us starting this, you t- we had talked about Sluggage a cup like a fair amount of times. And they they are pre- they are pretty good. I, I'm excited for more music. And especially uh, yeah. for a two person band. Exactly. That's now bigger. Yes. But yeah, Esoteric Malacology, it's it's kind of officially into that like I'm really starting to love these. All right. So I, I will suggest out of the Cosmic Cornucopia, Gastronomicon. Mm-hmm. Fantastic album. Like album and song. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The song is fantastic. Probably one of my favorite sluggish songs. Right. Back to me. Suffocation pierced from within. I'm kind of surprised this is where it is. I figured it would be lower. I re-listened to it. I enjoyed it. It wasn't like amazing, amazing, but it definitely tops a lot of the ones that I've already talked about. Can understand the vocals, you know. For the most part. Yeah, for the most part. It's some that I might, you know, go back and listen to, but we're not getting into like the things I super loved quite yet. We're getting there, though. I, I enjoyed my time with it, especially on the second or on the re-listen. I shouldn't say the second listen. 
the okay. re-listen. I mean, that's nice to hear. I I really did like that record. Uh, what genre would you call that? Uh, brutal death. It's not quite okay. slam, but it is that that they are considered to be like the fathers of slam. I will say this: I did not remember this record, and and so like re-listening to it kind of was like a fresh listen. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, I really do like it. My favorite song is the opener. Uh, I, I do like Pierce from Within just quite a lot. I really love the vocal hook of Welcome to my church. You know, I was like, ah, right. So cool. But yeah, I'm surprised that actually made it a lot higher than I thought. Nice. For me, up next is going to be one of the Mellow Death Fathers. We have Dark Tranquilities at Atoma. I really did like this record. I, I can't think of anything I heavily disliked other than I think the vocal were a little one night one note throughout i think that's something i commented but so i think i remember you saying you like the cleans yes yeah, yeah yeah i did uh this is not one of the ones that i had to re-listen to i just thought it was something i listened to so recently I, i'm pretty confident in my opinion of it even in the review it, i it was not so i i preferred in flames over to dark tranquility at least in these particular records but Dark Tranquility easily tops a lot of the other stuff that everything below it, obviously. And I, I think Dark, I do want to check out some more Dark Tranquility. I just have not uh, had the chance. Construct so. and Fiction, man. Those are Construct great albums. Okay. There's like one other album that I really like, but I always forget what it's called. Character. I fucking love that. They have such weird names for albums. <laughs> yeah. The song I Am One. Oh my God. Like, listen to that song. It like, is like now fucking sure. Why not? I, I honestly just love it for the fucking intro. Oh, yeah. I remember describing his vocals as very wet. Yes. <laughs> I dig this. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So I dig that. I mean, I gave you like one of their newest fucking records. So I mean, characters back in 2005, but I character construct fiction, Atoma. Um, I, I did enjoy moment. Uh, and I really like the Mind's Eye and Haven. Basically, pretty much their entire fucking discography. But, uh, ca- yeah, character and uh, construct and fiction, I would say, are probably their other, like, best albums. For me, let's see, what was the last one? Oh, yeah, this one might be weird for everybody. Primitive Man. Like, that is a lot higher than I thought it'd be. I don't, I don't know why, but I both hate and enjoy this record. And I think mostly it's a it's a very experiential record and they are very good at setting that like when i was showing our friend savannah one where it's like about fucking flies and everything and it's just like the fucking two minutes of drone guitar that sounds like flies buzzing in your head oh yeah uh, entity yeah it's my favorite track Uh, it it they they create a really interesting, cool atmosphere, and I respect that, and I love it. Is it something that I am like, man, I really want to go and listen to fucking Primitive Man right now? No, but it is something that I'm happy I heard, and it might be something I revisit, but it's not going to be like, oh, man, I am just really in the mood for Entity right now. Come on, let's go and listen to Immersion in its entirety in the dark. Man, Alone. I, I want I want Primitive Man to be hired on to do like a video game soundtrack. I could see them doing a pretty interesting one. Yeah, 
like a like a not even a long a game, even just like a thirty minute experience. <laughs> it's got to be horror though, or like suspense. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah that that was a lot higher than I expected. It, you know, even think it's like <laughs> primitive man over toxicity, or <laughs> like that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected that. You know, a year ago. So right. My next one might be controversial. Okay. Mr. Ockerfelt. <gasps> Opeth's Ghost Reveries. How I, dare you? So I prefer Blackwater Park over Ghost Reveries uh, in That's general. Fine. And I do find myself going back to Black, Blackwater Park's songs way more than Ghost Reveries. And that just kind of where that kind of helped place this where it is. Don't get me wrong. I still think. Ghost Reveries is a great album, but it's not something I go back to as often. I'm not like you, where I will re-listen to Opeth's entire discography, uh, uh, you know, every day. You and know what I haven't done in a while? <laughs> stop it. Uh, listen to new music. Yeah, I mean, no Opeth is great. Okay. Opeth is great. I honestly just don't remember a lot about Ghost Reveries right now. It's one of those albums That's... where, like, I know that I like it. The only thing I remember is the first eight seconds and then the, the next thing of Ghost of Perdition. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to know. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. So Opeth's Ghost Reveries might be a little controversially low, but it's still like in my top, you know, loved albums. So let's go. Fair, I guess. Glory Hammer, ignoring any controversies. Uh, Space 1992, Rise of the Chaos Wizards. It's a fun Angus album. McFife. Angus McFive, name. <laughs> it's a fun <laughs> album. Yeah, it's very different in genre-wise in terms of power metal. Like it's space instead of not space. It's a great way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so, you're so eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know. Like, you know me. Oh my god, Sabbath, I'm trying to do reviews. Why are you being so loving now? God, I fucking love this. It's just fun. I, I can't stand the Hollywood Hootsman, though. I it's can't. the Hollywood Hootsman. Hail I fucking hate Hoots. that song. hate that song I so much. It, it feels it. so out of place in the story. <laughs> my favorite, I think, is still... Uh... Goblin King of the Oh, the, that one that one slaps. Goblin King of the North Star Ga I don't know the lyrics anymore. Goblin King of the Dark Storm Galaxy. Ugh, so good. It makes you want to like pick up a pitcher of ale and fucking slam it. Exactly. It's I don't know what like uh, the chorus doesn't change at all. It's just that same hook every time, but it just Goblin King of the Dark Storm Galaxy Rise on the... I'm like, oh, it, it, so it's, good. It slaps like Blind Guardian slaps for you power, power metal nerds out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it it's, just scratches it's really that. It scratches that itch of, wow, I really want to put on a fucking suit of armor and go slay a goddamn dragon all of a sudden. Victorious. Um, except in this... Except this, is, it's a laser sword and an alien <laughs> space dragon. Lord Zagathrax. Yeah, I'm sad. So. They they kind of they fly. they are fucking things up. Yeah, I really like Glory Hammer. Oh well. So well, you can you can like their previous music. I can't like any of the new stuff though, which means I can like all of their music. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I I still kind of surprised that they made it up there. Just given from your original review, you're like, this is fine. It's just not my thing. But you know, and, it and is it's a not my thing. Record. But it is fun. Sometimes you need a little ham. Sometimes you need a little ham. 
I'm not allowed to have ham anymore. One step above Opeth Ghost Reveries, in my opinion, is Crimson One by Edge of Sanity. Hey, look, another Ockerfelt. Oh, yeah, another Mr. Ockerfelt, even though I cannot tell you where he is. This album is just really, really good. I, I love the writing. I, I love the contrast between the the heavy death metal stuff and like the weird upbeat sections where he starts singing like he's Peter Steele from Typo Negative. It's, it's just a really good album. It, it's really good with like textures and like different little ideas i still remember the um alarm sound going off where it's still just a guitar playing but the way it's going it it's just oddly enough timed that it sounds like an alarm and that's really gets stuck in my head for some reason and of course the last song with the really spacey vocals is wonderful as well so yeah. oh. <laughs> yes crimson one Chef's kiff. by edge of sanity by the way i found that part that i uh Really enjoying um, the moment, so I'll be telling you about that later. I'm at number 10. Ooh. Oh, we're in our top 10 now? I am. Which means I will be too. Cannibal Corpse, The Wretched Spawn. Both Cannibal Corpse records are in your top 10. All right. (laughs) Instrumentation's really good. They're really good musicians. Corpse Grinder's a good vocalist. The lyrics are silly. I, I, I don't, I don't like hearing about a woman being raped and this being the spawn of hatred and talking about her But you also get frantic disembowelment. I do get frantic disembowelment. And um, festering uh, in the crypt. So, I I enjoy it. I am not a Cannibal Corpse fan by any means. I'm just not in the regular death metal. I like them sub-sub genres of metal. Mm -hmm. And the sub-sub-sub genres of metal. But just give me a single subgenre. What are you, a fucking loser? So yeah, it, they're good. There, there is a reason they are like one of the iconic fathers of death metal. Mm-hmm. Them and death and obituary. Though I'm not a big fan of obituary. And I don't have enough experience the other with them. Uh, Morbid it's, Angel. Uh, Morbid Angel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which some I don't people, have a lot of experience with them. Some people would put Deicide up there, but Deicide's bad. So. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I mean, they have a reason to be where they are, especially once Chris Barnes left. Fantastic musicianship, though. There are some just really nice, chuggy, delicious riffs. Yes. Yeah, that would be one of them. Yes, The Wretched Spawn is just a great song. Except for the lyrics. They are gross. I don't even mind the lyrics, to be honest. But, you know, I can... Yeah. Put aside that it's just music. So yeah, I'm I'm surprised the Cannibal Corpse made your top ten both times. Cool. I'm not keeping like super track of trying to narrow things down. So I guess then uh starting on my top ten, we have In Flames Clayman. I loved this record. It's so catchy. It has really good riffage. Um not big on all of the vocals that Anders does, but uh I consistently find myself going back to listen to only for the week. Uh, Just for people to remember, I gave him the original. It might be like slightly remastered, but it's not the like most remastered remade one. Yeah. Only a handful of songs were re-recorded from Clayman, like top to bottom. Uh, There is a remaster. I didn't listen to the remaster. Typically I do, but I just to be safe, just because it's a little confusing if you pay attention to the re-release of like the 2020 versions of some of the songs i just listened to the original it's really good 
I, I really do enjoy it. Uh, I, I'm glad that I found a little bit more mellow death that I can dig. And it reminded me that there was a couple of songs that he showed me from another one of their records that I thought was excellent that I need to go back. And come clarity. To. Yeah. Come clarity. I would love. I'm probably going to listen to that on my own at some point. Yeah. In flames. Clay man. There's a reason they're one of the most well-known mellow death bands out there. It's just a fantastic and they're fucking album. it up now. Eh, well, can't be perfect. Though their last record, like half of the record was like, ooh, Inflames is back. And then the other half is like, oh, it's still new Inflames. Inflames sucked Oops. after their first album. There are those people. I know. It's no yeah. more, uh, there's no more original members. Mm. Even though Anders is an nope. original member. Nope. He's uh, not on the original yeah. album, so he's not an original <laughs> member. Because mm. obviously we should count the session vocalists mm. as a, a real vocalist. Next. Number nine. Yep. Number nine. Infinite Annihilator, the Battle of Yaldabaoth. Hey, you got it, Yaldabaoth. Oh, I love this record. It's so a good. pretty fun record. I enjoy it. I will totally listen to it. The drums are so funny in this goddamn album. Oh, it's hilarious. It's <laughs> <laughs> they don't even try to fucking hide that like a lot of it's sampled. Oh, well, no. I mean, I guarantee some of the guitars are probably programmed too. But who cares? Because it's just fun. Yeah, they don't try to make it seem like they're playing <laughs> You know, they're not like we're the best. What do they do live? Ever. They don't. They Infinite ah. Liler doesn't play live, to my knowledge. I think the drummer does has done like live events, like at uh, Nam or something. Played some songs. I don't know which ones. They're probably the ones that are easier to play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really, I'm glad that you dug Infinite Annihilator. I, I is one of those bands that I was super iffy on because when i first came across them it was from their first record and the first record was just edgy for the sake of edge the the first thing i listened to was i believe the song is called decapitation fornication and it the music video was the original vocalist and some other guy it might have just been the black tongue guys because they're the same band essentially just like they're just out in the woods one of them was playing drums on the on like tree stumps which was kind of funny but then it was like them humping each other and like weird i mean i don't yeah i, I don't i don't dig that shit it was weird yeah and, but I even psycho stick doesn't do that shit yeah and i mean one of the music videos for this record is they push the limits of what they could get away with on youtube it's just they are as naked as they can be and they are breaking eggs on each other i believe it's for swine ecologist Classy. Odd. It's odd. But the first record didn't have Dickie Allen on it, which is the vocalist. And as soon as they replaced the original guy for Dickie Allen, just people consider it like he's just a freaking monster. Even there was a vocalist coach guy named Kardashev that did a live reaction, not a live reaction, but he did a reaction video with Dickie Allen there. They were going over their song Blasphemian, which is not on uh, Yaldabaoth. It's on their previous record and he even explains how he does some of the stuff i'm like what are you even can, <laughs> you stri can you strip that back even more i don't know what you're doing but like he did like cool he's like well i took a, a vocal where you're kind of going into your nasal cavity and then i plugged my nose so the air has to go back down and through my mouth and that's how i got this really weird sound I'm like that's 
freaking awesome. I would never have thought of that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, Dickie Allen's awesome. I, I, I'm really glad that you liked Y'all the Mouth. It is a just a fun album for for tech death tech deathcore type stuff. It's, pr- it's pretty. It's pretty righteous. I I was happy with my re-listen. I especially love the joke breakdown in the title track. I I will say the the only things I didn't enjoy is the jokey the jokey bits. Yes, yes. I I love it's so stop it before they copyright strike us for getting it so no 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 dickie allen please don't yeah no it's a great record i'm glad you liked it and i really and i i really had a fun time with it because i was able to just bounce back uh, forth between black tongue right into the polar opposite and it's the same people except for the vocalists for me the next album is quiet world by Native Construct. The first time I listened to this, I did not really expect myself to like it all that much because you were like, oh, they're Berkeley students and they're and I'm like, ah, so they're they're dream theater, but they're dream theater. Uh, But no, this this record's really fun. I think the only song I didn't like was the one that was a flashback scene in the story to where. Yeah, I didn't like that. It's the fourth track. I just thought I think lines like you should be making symphonies of love with me. I'm like, shut up (laughs) skip it (laughs) but no the it's really really good i love the instrumentation the singer is awesome his his harsh vocals are meh but the singing is fantastic and uh, i love all the different like types of instrumentation throughout it's just a wonderful album the drummer the amount of time signature changes that that guy deals with in styles of drumming Mm -hmm. just whoa um, and also the fact that one of the guitar players doesn't even use like a traditional pick he uses a thumb pick and then he picks with his other fingers like a fucking weirdo. Yeah, what a nerd. And they will never make another song together. Nope. Again. They will never, ever do it again. I wonder if any of them are in any other projects. Uh, I don't know about projects, but I know that one of them, one of the guitar players, which I forget his name, unfortunately, uh, does give lessons online i was going to take theory lessons from him nifty he was really impressed with how far i already was along he's like oh shit man this will be easy as hell and then he told me how much it would cost and be like (laughs) i should tell i should tell gage to do that maybe i don't know he's a good writer but i think you can always learn but yeah quite sure native construct oh my turn what is this number eight number eight one of them corpsey boys with kill good record i i In- don't know why that you put on this infant I, eh, eh, I really enjoyed the um instrumentation more and the vocals more i mm. somehow thought the lyrics were slightly less stupid okay <laughs> i think it's somehow. 10 years after wretched spawn so more mature yeah. lyrics maybe yeah uh less about talking about people's cunts so that that does help I, I think the one thing that puts this slightly above Infinite Annihilator is I really did not like the jokey parts. Like, they're fun in Infinite Annihilator, but they really detract from the rest of the record. I can really only think of one one funny they part. They did it twice. It, they did it twice. I guess I don't remember the other one. The, the, la- the very last track at the very end. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot and about he, that like, one. And he farts in like the mic or burps, and he's not Devin Townsend or Mike Patton. Do that. <laughs> You're or, not allowed to or, do that. 
or uh, 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 Samus from. You're not in yeah. a prog band or an I mean, Samus isn't in a prog well, okay, I, I was about to say Samus isn't either, but then again, he was on Devin Townsend's fucking... Sorry, I guess he wasn't a avant-garde prog band. But yeah, Samus his, like had people sample their farts, and then he was going to make music I'm, with it. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> did you give him a sample of no. one of your juicy fart? Yeah, near did I. No. You insane? <laughs> <laughs> That costs money. He's got to pay me. Anyways, I'm kill. a professional. <laughs> I, there, I, I just really enjoyed the record. I can't say too much about it, honestly, which is weird because I listened to it today. But I was I was just very happy having like angry cannibal corpse in my ear while doing my job made it better. Yeah, it, it's just a fun kind of cannibal corpse record. Again, I'm not a cannibal corpse fan. But it, out know, of like, it sounds out, like you're uh, kind of out of the stuff you've fan. given me, out of the stuff you've given me, it goes above and beyond. Yeah, we got to remember that, it's out of the things you've given me. I'm not going to like listen to Cannibal Corpse over like Haken or sure something. You are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure. Now, the mm. uh, kill has a lot of my favorite songs by them. I, I really love the discipline of revenge which is the one where Alex Webster's bass gets to shine in the beginning. Yes, I fucking love that. And I love the that transition. Was another reason. I'm glad you reminded me the bass playing on this record. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, no, Alex Webster's a monster. I also, like, that song also has one of my favorite transitions. It's the uh, Now the Scum Will Die into the just the super fast and chaotic part near the end. Like, oh, yep. it's so good for me. This album is gloomy, it's beauty, it's despairy. It's Swallow the Sun song from, songs from the North. A very long album, it is a triple album, and I also just named all three of the separate sections. This was another surprising record to me that I, I enjoyed as much as I did, because the idea of being given a triple album running at about two and a half hours is daunting, to say the least. But... There, I, I eventually sat through. I was playing Slay the Spire on my PlayStation Four, so I turned on music, and I started it at Despair, which is the. Would you guys stop it? I hate these <laughs> cats. Uh, started at Despair, which is like the heavy, crushing, just despair-filled <sighs> album. Yes, and that's the last part of the record. It runs like a three, uh, like four or five tracks, something like that. And then I allowed it to restart back from the top of the record at Gloom and run all the way back through it. It's fantastic. It, it, it's really good. Uh, I can take or leave most of the songs on Beauty, to be honest, but none of them are bad. Uh, Except, I think one thing that uh, helps with this record is the fact that each of the like records on it are so different in style. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, my favorite is probably Gloom. Uh, it just has the most diversity out of everything. Uh, I'm I'm a band for despair. Oh, no, I mean, it, my favorite goes from Gloom to despair to beauty. I think my favorite song, I love, um, I have to pull up the title because it's uh, songs. Oh. No, not songs from under the sink. 
Not songs from the big chair either. With you came the whole of world's tears. Ah, I really, yes. I really do love that song. I really do love Lost and Catatonic as well. I actually think the only song I disliked in disc two was the one that was just coordinates. I didn't ah. like the one that was just coordinates. I believe I made the joke when I looked up the coordinates. It brought me to a roundabout in Finland. And I <laughs> I joked that the song was going in circles and I didn't like it. So, um, uh, uh, and then everything uh, else was just awesome. I think I loved, yeah, I loved all of disc three, which is despair. So yeah, Swallow the Sun, Song from the North. All right. Well, I'm glad that you really liked that. I was scared to give that to you, but I also was like, <laughs> make, make the man who's scared of long song listen to really long album. I am not afraid of long songs. I just prefer shorter ones. Okay. But yeah, I was like, he's either going to really enjoy this or he's going to fucking hate it. I think the best part of the advice I gave you, though, was you do not need to listen to all of this in one sitting. And I didn't until I did. <laughs> Which is how I listened to it as well when I first listened to it. Number seven, Archspire. Give me more of them shotguns. Yeah, techie boys. <laughs> Relentless mutation. It, they were. It's it's a fun record. I don't always like everything they do, but Jesus, when they do the things they do, it is good. It is yeah. fast. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite song? The problem with how I listen to these versus how you listen to these is I'm usually very passive in terms of like looking at the screen. I probably need to because I I'm listening to them on YouTube. And yeah. they're usually like the full album video. Uh, so, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm not getting like a song song. I do need to maybe on occasion go and be like, wow, I really like that song. Which one is that? Cool. It would be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it'll be a little easier to discuss things sometimes. <laughs> it, it would be. Uh, I do like the song that does have the shotguns on it because that intro is just really different. Yeah, it was one of the first ones I heard by them. It's Callous Will Animate. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't... When I first was like, I don't like... This is too fast, and I don't like the vocalist. He's too, <laughs> too, too fast, and I, it makes me mad. No. But and then like, when I gave you Bill Witch, you were like, it's too slow. It's too slow. So make up your mind, kid. It's too slow <laughs> or it's too fast. It's going from 30 BPM <laughs> to 360, though. There's a lot of numbers between that. Oh, I want to make another tour where it's just called the Whiplash Tour. And we just get a bunch of funeral doom and tech death and grindcore. Yeah. Um, since since then, obviously, I've become an Archspire fan uh, for a while. Just like I what their gimmick is that they play fast. So but uh, they're actually just really good songwriters. But too. they're not as fast as Infinite Annihilator's drummer. Uh, I well, I actually think he they play. I mean, especially with that last song they put out. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong; it's edited to death. They, you know, they they're tight live, but they're not that tight live. <laughs> there are definitely some uh, trigger advantages, probably here and there and everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't consider triggers cheating, especially when you. I start don't consider triggers cheating. Some people do anything at all. Well, they're dumb. Agreed. Go yeah. go watch Samus's hilarious trigger video. Yeah, I do. I do change like your that. mind. It was funny. So, just I the best part of that is when he just hit. He's like, man, just because I hit it once doesn't mean it'll rapid fire fifty billion times hits it once. 
machine gun fire. Yeah. Number seven, seven. for me. It's another mellow death band. This is hey. Insomnium's Winter's Gate. I'm actually kind of surprised you liked this one this much. It was very good. I have. Uh, it was one of those ones where I'm like, I know I really liked it. I probably don't need to re-listen to it yet. It was the only album that I found a lyric video for the whole thing, and I really wish that some of the other ones had those. Just so Especially I could... those concept albums that I constantly throw at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but Winter's Gate was really, really good. I, I, I remember just loving m- almost the entire record, I think. Winter's gate just play the song no just go to the go to the album go to the album <laughs> that's weird i only have one of the songs liked but that's dumb no i i really did well enjoy yeah of gate. course you only have one of the songs liked because it's a uh, one it's song a album song. <laughs> even though it's spotify <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I really love the textures throughout this to throughout the record. The story is really cool. It's wunderbar. So I, it's too bad. It's too bad I didn't introduce you to this back in like I don't know 2016, 17, whenever it came out, because you would have been able to go see it, it live in its entirety, and that was that was a fantastic show. I can imagine. Uh, number six, Strapping Young Lad, City, slash Alien, because I'm a fucking goob. It's true, you are a goob. It's, it's Debbie, it's Heavy Debbie, like, how am I not going to fucking like it? They were both fantastic albums, both well-written, only, I was only given one of them. (laughs) Ethan, why did you only give me one Strapping Young Lad album, what were you thinking? Um, I mean... It wasn't a double, and then you messed up and listened to the wrong one. So no, nah, that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. There's not much to say. It's a Devin Townsend album. It's good. It's not the weirdest thing he's produced. Not, but at it's all. pretty heavy, and it's still pretty interesting. Yes, I'm pretty satisfied. Yes, I do really like Strapping yes. Young Lad. For me, number six, we <laughs> might be controversial. Uh, Blackwater Park. What the fuck, Ethan? Blackwater Park comes in at number six. That should have been at least two. Well, now I'm kind of waffling. Uh, like a couple of these, I'm like, really, this could be tied for whatever. So yeah, Bl- Blackwater Park. It's a fantastic record. I I absolutely love it. I I come back to Harvest all the time. I come back to Bleak all the time, and I come back to Blackwater Park all the time. Just fantastic musicianship. Yes. Uh, Leper Affinity? You don't Leper. come back to Leper Affinity? Is that one on this? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's the first song. Oh, I think it's, I, I, it I think that's the one with I, the organ. I think that's the one that I meant instead of Bleak, but uh, ah, I don't remember. It's, it's really good. It's fantastic. I don't have anything much to say. It's a classic album. It's just fantastic. Mm. Better, better than Ghost Reveries. I know that it's controversial to say either one is better than the other one. Yeah, I mean, it, you basically, you just picked a side is all. I think I like Blackwater Park more than Ghost Reveries, but it's like really fucking close. Yeah. My favorite album is Heritage, Heritage. when they oh. stop. <laughs> Oops. My favorite's Damnation, which I could understand. That's not controversial at all. <laughs> oh, I mean, I would say it is just because people are like, oh, you picked the you pick the one there's no growls, nerd. Nah, man. It's when you start saying things like heritage and communion. 
that people are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong? My favorite is Sorceress. So do you want to keep the skin on your left hand or not? I just want to... <laughs> You're about five. to get beat up by a bunch <laughs> of fucking music nerds with glasses. And that one guy that has a really long beard and kind of looks scary. But he's also a music nerd. Ha! Ah, number five! Hey, Ethan, have you ever had the desire to decapitate some cattle and cause the extinction of all man? That's correct. It's the Anthropocene extinction by cattle decapitation. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. I like this. I think there might be a better cattle decap record. Who knows? Okay. I, and yeah. I, I'm I, trying to remember all the things <laughs> that you haven't mentioned yet. I know a couple. <laughs> There's only four. Yeah, I know two of them. Yeah, no, I, I love I, I really enjoy that you got that you liked cattle as much as you did. Cattle. Um, I loved cattle. Um and Ampersine Extinction was great. And I think I said I preferred it more, but as I've listened, I've seen myself going back to Death Atlas way more. Kind of the especially, same. Especially Bring Back the Plague. I fucking love that song. I've really, I've really rediscovered how much I love the title track, Death Atlas. It's just it's a great song. so epic. Ugh. If I had to make maybe a complaint about Death Atlas and this could be just that I went back to back. I feel like Death Atlas might be a little too long, but that could be just because I went back to back. Mm-hmm. I feel so that. Who knows? I still, I still do love Anthropocene. There are some great songs. Uh, Mammals oh, in yeah, Babylon. Sure. Pacific Grim. Oh, Pacific Grim is oh, fantastic. So good. So Death yeah, no, I uh, I am oh. definitely willing to at least listen to uh, Monolith. Mm-hmm. Monolith and is good, th- and newer stuff. Yeah, you might still be able to enjoy uh, the Harvest Floor. It's the it, that is technically the first record where they start playing with melodic vocals, but it's it's a bit rougher on production. But Monolith on up. Oh fantastic dave otero is just a madman and he he also does arch spire's newest new music too just ugh, he's so good <laughs> i would so good blow this man to get half of his friggin' talent <laughs> dave, right, call then. me up dave hit me up dave. <laughs> hits you up with a restraining order no, Dave, please. You're not allowed to listen to any of my music either. No! <laughs> Number five I come me. into I, I come into work. I'm like, man, this new Archspire and Cattle Cap, so good. They had to chain my hands down so I couldn't, like, saw my own head off. <laughs> uh, number, we're in our top five. Five. Winter Horde, Underwater Moon. Yeah. Oh, this I'm record. so happy this, this is so This high. record is so good. Somebody needs to listen to the other one. The I Maestro. know. I know. It's you better fantastic. Heard before There's, I give it to you. Um, my literally the only complaint I have on this record is the four minute gap in on the end one in between. Yeah. The end of the song. Because that that honestly should be the outro because it is so good. Like put like 10 second gap and then have that come in. Mm-hmm. I've honestly thought about doing the wave file for that and. <laughs> trimming that down yeah that is literally my only complaint i i i love the vocals i love the you know just so oh, the vocal hooks are great the different instrumentation is wonderful too it is a fantastic album i, I have you looked into the lyrics into at all to get the story 
I mean, I understand a lot of it as I'm listening, but I have not looked through the lyrics, like, physically. If we go to the black lyrics, I typed up all the lyrics for it, I do believe. Either that one or, um, actually, I think it was Maestro. I typed all the lyrics. And they're 100% accurate, because I got it from the lyric book that comes with the CD. Yeah, number five, Winter Horde, Underwater Moon. Ugh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy you like that one, because that has got to be one of my favorite discoveries of all time. And just from beginning to end, that that album is a goddamn trip. Awesome. Wonderful. Number four. Uh, This one surprised the living fuck out of me. Aesop Rock, The Impossible Kid. I'm pretty happy with it. I don't like every song on it, but the songs I do like, I really fucking like. It's such a good album. Kirby is way too cute of a goddamn song. It's great. I love Defender. I, I even love the the small the short track. A lot of years. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I gotta say though, I think my favorite song off of it is got to be uh Rings. I don't know what it is. It could be the fact that I am a musician but also struggle with depression. This this song and like the struggle of being an artist and like having your creativity kind of be there at one moment and then gone the next really hits hard i think he's a fantastic lyricist the samples and instrumentation he does it's great yeah, and he produced the whole record himself too and it sounds good it's a great record i definitely want to check out more of his stuff so yeah rings is the most played off the record and it's it is good um i don't know if it's my favorite but it is it's a great track so I, I'm I'm really, really happy with this one. This has got to be probably be, I mean, obviously it's in my top four out of like everything. When it was like a surprise, I've never he- even heard of this. This has got to be the one that I was like, whoa. My problem is now it's like when you were talking about Anthropocene, I'm like the only ones I remember now are Death Atlas and Aesop. <laughs> I don't remember that- the other ones anymore. Well, you'll have a happy surprise. Number four, Deconstruction by the Devin Townsend Project. It's, it's, uh, if you want to hear my thoughts, go and listen to the last episode. It's, it's, it's very good. I think it kind of dies down after the Mighty Masturbator until uh, Deconstruction, the title track kicks in, but it's, it's Devi. Yeah. It's so good. Samaria. mm, Mm. Just, just Mm. listen to, just. Nine, like nine out of you know, just nine out of ten. <laughs> Fantastic! In the mighty masturbator, just you two are amazing songs. Just the whole you are is great. I love it. Mm. I love it. You ready for number three? Number three. Let's go. I can't believe you forgot about this. You're not going to be surprised. It's this high. It's Catch Thirty Three by Mashuga. Ah, yes, I. I forgot about it because honestly, that record was just kind of a throwaway for me. Like right. I knew you were going to like it. It's I was giving you a break. Yeah, Catch Thirty Three is just fantastic. Uh, reasons I like it. It's Mashuga, but it's not the era of Mashuga where he doesn't know how to fully <gasps> growl remember. yet. I remember it. I remember the rest. Ooh, I don't know what your number two? one's gonna be. I remember. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, no, Catch 33 is fantastic. It's uh it's, it's a great very, record. Very I want to listen to I now. I want to listen to some of their other stuff. I really wish Cyanide Christ was way better, but I hate the vocals. 
the Frog Leap Studio Rob Scallon cover is so much and better. 10 out of 10. Ah, fantastic. I'm like, I want them to go back and re-record that song with newer vocals. Yeah, no, it, it's great. I is very similar to Catch 33. It's a little fantastic. bit more... It's a little bit more um, experimental, I think, just with some of the choices. The one they refuse to play live. Yeah. I mean, it's 21 minutes long. Really, really good. I, I, I do listen to that on occasion. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I completely forgot I gave you Mashuga. <laughs> All right, cool. My number three, Haken's Contagion. That's oh. where it is. Oh. And also a honorable mention to Cockroach King, which is still my favorite Haken song. Ugh. Ugh. Haken is so good. Uh, and yet man. you haven't listened to any of their other albums. I haven't. <laughs> I just haven't gotten also, around to it. <laughs> hey, Ethan, you might want to correct yourself. The album's called Virus, Not Contagion. No, you were right. I, no, my bad. Haken's Virus. I... I was close. Yeah, fantastic record. I I love the vocals. I love the writing. The Ectobius Rex. No, that's not what it's called. Messiah Complex. My favorite being Ectobius Rex because it has the Cockroach King callbacks. Just it's ugh, it's just a good record. Just I'm good record. so happy. I mean, like I was pretty convinced you would like it if for no other reason than the vocals itself. I was mm-hmm. a little worried that maybe it was going to be too like proggy since it's not prog death um, well you also gave it to me after native construct which i did enjoy true did i give it to you after native construct or did i give it to you before native construct native construct they was were episode, back to back they were not back to back because native construct was episode four then we had opeth cattle and i think you gave it after uh opeth oh i think uh, yeah i i forgot i they would have been back to back had they not been the double episode Yes. So Haken's yeah. Virus is just ugh, so good. It's great. Their album Affinity is pretty damn good. And then The Mountain and Visions are f- fucking fantastic. I'm not a fan of Aquarius myself, but a lot of people like it. That is one of the only albums where he growls. Uh, and all their albums are concept albums in some way, sense and form. Some of them are more easily understood than others. Good. I'm glad. I'm very glad. Number two, Nadir by Black Tongue. I just fucking love this record. It's I when I, I listened I, to it yesterday. Oh, I put it this way. I um had completely there was like a large section of stuff that I didn't even remember what it sounded like or listen to. Infinite Annihilator, Nadir, fucking uh what else? Uh Suffocation, Archspire, Cryptopsy. I I think maybe I was just in a really bad mental space during those. The yeah. But those those turned out to be like some of my favorite I mean not Cryptopsy, but the rest of those turned out to be some of my favorite ones you've given me, mm-hmm. especially Nadir Black Tongue. It it hits the chug and slowness that I really like, but it's so goddamn heavy. It's, it's so I love Alex and Tenyon the riffage is so good, and the vocals are wonderful, and it's just. Mm. He's just a very unique vocalist. His voice comes through a lot. The way he enunciates certain words. Just, ugh. It's so good. Second Death has my favorite breakdown ever. 
It's just the, I want you all to suffer as I have suffered. Honestly, if I was to go back to this, now that I'm in a better mental space, I'd probably give this a perfect 10. Honestly. I think you gave it like an 8 originally. It's so good. I, I just got paid, and I am thinking about going on Amazon and like buying the fucking thing. I think along if with I, some other stuff. Yeah, I think if I ever got into vinyl, it might be one of the first vinyls I'd buy. I'm I'm very pleased about it, and when I when I re-listened to it, and I was already having a bad day while re-listening to it, I was like, oh hello, hello, what? Is, uh, oh, this this is wow, this is quite delightful. What is it's, this? It is definitely one of my favorite albums and it was it was something that i knew i liked i i was I just like i've heard i've heard black it was weird because uh chavez from Fleshbore, i i talked to him about black tongue once he's like i can't stand black tongue and i think he's mainly talking about like their older stuff their older stuff is fine it's just more straight deathcore i put ugh, the atmosphere the chuggalugs yeah it, it's a very heavy like grab like actual gravity is just shoving you down into the fucking ground and you're having to trudge along against it it's like goku fucking training yeah man i, I don't know why i'm even out today i was listening to it yesterday and i started thinking like i need to figure out who mixed this record because there's just something about this guitar tone and i think they actually had to have sampled some sort of like rumble that plays during some of the chugs because it just has this earth shattering just type maybe there's some like spring distortion pedal thing that they use maybe maybe it's just ugh it's it it's a great record i because like now they got those like new optical pedals with the fucking springs built in them and lasers they're fucking weird Mm mm-hmm yeah, I'm I'm certain it's more of like a mixing decision, but it's so good. It's so good. I'm glad you really liked it. I didn't expect it to hit number two, but I, I'm I glad didn't you either, really liked but it. I, I'm glad that I re-listened to it because it definitely deserves it. Absolutely. So I waffled a lot between one and two. I originally thought I knew what my number one was going to be, but after re-listening to what I figured my number two was going to be, it kind of changed, uh, but you could easily just say these tied for first. My number two is Batushka's Liturgia. It's... I have no clue what your number one's going to be. Good, don't look it up. Liturgia <laughs> is just a... It's such a good album. It's different. It's unique. The The Gregorian chanting mixed with the black metal is just a breath of fresh air. I grin every time I listen to it. I. It's just... It's fantastic. I don't think I can really sit, sing its praises enough. Just go and listen to my review in that episode and listen to Mitch have his mind blown because he can't believe that I liked it so much. I, I thought you were fucking joking the entire time. No, it's it was the first 10 that was ever received for any of the albums. And my next one, I gave a 9.5 and it is also going to be a 10. I, I changed it. But yeah, Batushka's Liturgia. It is so good. If you've never listened to Batushka, I highly recommend it. Um, I've even listened to most of their other material. So make sure you listen to Batushka, not uh, 
fake Tushka. <laughs> I think I don't uh-huh. know which one's on Spotify. I just listen to what pops up. So yeah, Batushka's Liturgia. It's it's real good. It's real good, bud. I, on the other hand, know what your first number one is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think most people do. Um, it's, uh, man, it's hard to say. It's uh, Opest Blackwater Park. Best album. It's Actually, Disco Volante. It made first and last. Here's my minute by minute review. Here we go. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do this kind of cool. Oh my God, where's no, my gun? Back. I got to shoot my shots. I got to kill myself. <laughs> no, Mitch, wait. The, the, the It'll change. <laughs> I can change. I know you always change. You never stay the same. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, yeah, no, number one is uh, from Mars Sirius by Gojira. Shut, just... <laughs> How many more of these jokes will I make? <laughs> <laughs> Say it before I do. <laughs> uh, it's Death Atlas by Cattle Decap. I like Cattle Decap. I, I was wrong. What can I say? Can you say that I, again slower? I was right, and Ethan was wrong, and I... <laughs> the the version that of me that was wrong was an alternate dimension, and I've always liked Cattle Decapitation. I just didn't know it. Uh-huh. Yeah, now yeah. Cattle's... Yeah. My one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite. Yeah. I think the person that originally showed me Cattle Decap, which I mean, I think this was when did Anthropocene come out? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, so I got shown Cattle Decap in high school, so I was introduced to Cattle Decap with the grindy stuff. Oh, so you were shown like Monolith? Yeah, I. When did they show me? I think they showed me either I was driving, so it was either twenty eleven. 2010 through 2012 or 2013. I believe Monolith came out in 2011. It was probably off of Monolith. Yeah. Oh, no, and that I was listened 2012, to it. But yeah, so. It was still probably Monolith. Um, And I listened to a couple of things and I was like, ew, gross. And then I think I listened to a couple of things off of Death Atlas, but I just might not have been in the right mindset. Like when Death Atlas came out, because people wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Well, you uh, said that there, you had listened to Bring Back the Plague and you didn't like his you didn't like. Yeah. The singing. Yeah. Which is funny because now I'm like, oh, man, my favorite part about Bring Back the Plague. Clean vocal part. Bring Back the Plague. Oh, I love Travis so much. So would, Travis is a fantastic vocalist. To get- <laughs> <laughs> Stop offering to blow people. How much music do you not want to listen to? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. anyway, yeah no there Tra- are Travis. sounds that i do not like that travis makes that does not mean travis is not a good vocalist jesus christ he's possibly one of the best in the business when it comes to like growling death metal stuff that that man can make noises that no man should it's like him and dicky allen they ugh. yeah like he's not my favorite vocalist of all time uh that would probably be michael ockerfeld in his prime but he's he's a really good vocalist and the writing's fantastic and the instrumentation is ugh, ugh, so good so, so I, i'm just I, i'm i was very happy i remember like i i i had gotten up for like work or something like that and i was like oh i should probably put on the fucking record and listen to it and 
I think I listened to Anthropocene Extinction first, but I was like brushing my teeth while it was playing, and I was like, wait a minute, is this good? Hold on. Is this really fucking good? Yeah. I think when we originally talked about it, you said uh, it was manufactured extinct from Anthropocene, because it was like, just yeah, I was just like, yeah, I like, I poked my head out of the bathroom, like, ah, maybe I like cattle. Maybe I was wrong. And then I listened to the albums, and then I bought the albums. They are the only albums you have given me that I have bought. I have Everything not bought else, any of them. <laughs> I yes, but you money. also, <laughs> well, you also utilize Spotify, and I don't. True. I uh, Otherwise, I had to re-listen through YouTube. But yeah, uh, Death Atlas is a fantastic record. My only complaint maybe might be that Maybe the cleans were a little overused, but that's mm-hmm. like kind of pushing it and that it might have been a little bit too long, but like whatever. I just love all I love. Oh crap, I'm having issues remembering what songs are called now. Uh, it's it's getting a little late, folks. What? It's only one thirty. We've recorded later. We have technically. I love finish them. The fire on the horizon. Yeah. Just oh. And every time I think I'm sick of one day closer to the end of the world, just that just hooks me right back in. I was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. With all disrespect, time's cruel curtain. I'm definitely going to have to pick up Nadir and Catch 33 and probably the Impossible Kid. The rest of them, I'm, like, interested, but they're not, like, on my top, like, I need these now. Plus, there's a bunch of new stuff that I'm, like, I kind of want to get these right now, and I don't have the money to do that. Because CDs are expensive. Yeah, I actually, um, so I've been thinking about going to the world of Flax. I, I don't know, just, I just want to try one out. I think you've told me this before. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm going to buy Death Atlas or something on Flack just to see how it sounds compared to, like, Spotify. But not going to do that for now. But, yeah, dude, I, I'm really glad that you liked Cattle. I I mean, hey, would you want to borrow my CD and rip it? It won't be Flack, but it'll be Wave, and they're pretty much the same, aren't they? Um, I guess. Th- there are technically differences people rave about, but my thing is, like, I'm fine with using Spotify. I mean, I just wanted to see how it Wave Sounds. is going to be the purest sound uh, because that's well, the one that comes straight off the mix. Well, apparently Flack is. I don't know. I ah. They're both lossless files, so I don't know what the differences are. Honestly, it's probably uh, one of those things where people are like, no, man, I really can hear it. Like, I can hear that different kill bit rate. Like, totally. It's totally distinguishable from mp3 but like the high quality mp3 i love the one meme i made it's like it's like i'm an audiophile what does that mean it means he's afraid of mp3s <laughs> oh yes 192 I mean, 90 kilobit which is the audio equivalent of gravel <laughs> yeah like yeah. look i get it uh, uh, you know tra- might as well transition i get it in some sense because like Technically, my eye can't perceive beyond 30 hertz frame rate. But then again, when you get that 144, that buttery smooth. It is buttery smooth. All it right. It is very buttery let's, smooth. Let's finish Let's this. wrap this up. My number one, like I said, I bounced back and forth with these, man. 
But after some deliberation and a re-listen yesterday, I think my number one is Septic Flesh's Codex Omega. Yes! It's just amazing. <laughs> I I love everything about it. I Obviously, I've been bringing up vocals a lot while we talk about our list, because I'm a vocalist. Dude, next to, like, Alex Tenyon from Black Tongue, they both have a very unique growl, a very unique... Vo- their voice comes out a lot, which I, I absolutely love. Uh, the symphony is obviously just adds an extra layer of epic to the sound. Um, man, Codex Omega is just a... I, I Like I said, I originally gave it a 9.5, and I said on a good day I could bump it to a 10. I think 10's my default. It's just... Yes. Like, it might even be an 11. It's just... So good. It's so it's well fair. written. The it mixing is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. God, and, uh, the guy's fucking vocals going that low but projecting that loud. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And uh, I remember when I uh, when Tyler joined Fleshbore, we were talking about like Flesh God or something like that. Because they were like the main symphonic death metal band I knew. And he's like, yeah, Septic Flesh has been going for like long. Uh, well, not with symphonic stuff, but as a band, they've been around much longer. He was like, yeah, Codex Omega is amazing. You should listen to it. And I just never got around to it. I was like, I like uh, Flesh God Apocalypse. So I don't need new bands because I'm stupid. <laughs> and just uh, it's very, very very good their other records are fantastic uh, in terms of the symphonic stuff yeah i've listened to a little bit of uh communion i think is what it's called yeah that's the first record with anubis and stuff Mm -hmm. i've listened to a little bit of that i've listened to a little bit of the next record i think too just haven't listened to anything all the way through oh the great mass Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's just fantastic. I I love the writing. I'm definitely looking forward to anything new that they come out with. I don't know if they're in the studio right now or not. But I can't remember if they are or not. That's that's it, guys. That's like fifty albums, fifty two albums ranked. Yeah, it's a, um, it's been a good year. I'm looking forward to another year. And you better figure out more music. Yeah, definitely. I'm probably going to have to start breaking into uh, some stuff I listened to a while back. Like, I've considered, like, diving into, like, the very first record I ever bought. Like, Whitechapel's early stuff. Things like that. Nah, Whitechapel's great. But that's, uh, that's our list, guys. We've been recording for nearly four hours. This is the longest we've ever recorded. Uh, At least for a single episode. Um, I'm going to be cutting it down. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of empty space because pee. Yes, urination, no breathing. <laughs> <laughs> but at I don't some give point, a we just both got to listen. We got to both listen to that Papa Roach record. I've never listened to Infest. I've never listened to Papa Roach. Eh, they have a couple of good songs. But anyway, guys, that's I don't have anything that I, I i even if i had stuff to talk about i want to go to bed so let's go ahead mm-hmm. and uh wrap it up we're gonna kick off another year of distorted entertainment so uh mitchell oh you didn't you didn't hear i quit oh yeah, uh, yeah uh, fantastic uh, yeah so mitchell what do you what do you got for me on our 20 oh oh i had to come i have to come through 24th it, i keep i don't remember 
I keep waffling between two. I mean, you're going to get them eventually. I, do I want to go metal or prog rock? We'll go metal. We'll see what you think. This band, I got their album for free. I was, it was our senior year of college. I was depressed as fuck. But Gojira had announced that they were going to re-release their first record. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy because I could not fucking find a CD of their first record that wasn't $200. Yikes. So I bought the record, but you had to buy it directly from the French recording studio producer, whatever you buy. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a bunch of gifts. And one of the gifts they gave me was this band's CD. And it's the only one that they've come out with. It is a band that I would describe as Gojira-esque. They are from Australia Mm -hmm. and they are called Sun Tzu. Wow. Sun Tzu. Heavy over the home. And it is not the right one. Heavy over the home? Wow. That is a long album. No, it's not. Uh, What did they tell you? 15 songs? 70 minutes? Yeah. No, it ends at colorblind. The rest is uh, B-side stuff. Uh, okay, fair enough. Okay. Because I, I, that was like one reason I haven't given this to you for the longest time was because I was like, I love this album, but Jesus, it drags after a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I found out that I that that's not the full that's way more than the full album and i want to double check that because they're from listenable records yeah so uh ends at colorblind gotcha 18 days of rain for all defamer variant red and lunar crush are all bonus tracks gotcha they have 677 monthly listeners on spotify so okay yeah it's it's a heavy crushing record i fucking love it I always come back to it. There are songs that I'll like listen to it. And then immediately I start the song over again. Gotcha. Okay. Fuck. I was so happy when they sent me this record and I just put it on. I was like, Oh my God. All right. So for you, I, I have a question because I know you've probably been shown this band before because it's uh, one of Joey's favorites, but I don't know if you've ever listened to it before. No. Oh, pale, pale horse uh, named death. Horse named death. Have you, have you ever listened one. to their "And Hell Will Follow Me"? I don't think I've actually ever listened to a full record, if any of them at all. If I have, it's only been like maybe a song or two. It's definitely something that is not in my brain right now. Uh, l- let's put it that way. I don't remember listening to them, but mm-hmm. obviously I know them because I was Joey's roommate for a year. Oh, you were? Didn't know that. Oh yeah, our senior year. Uh, him, me, and then. Uh, I don't know if you remember Guy, but that was one of his old roommates and one other person. I know of Guy. I think Guy roomed with Jake for a little while. Yeah. So interesting. I, I mean, I don't know that, but yeah, it was it was us four together. It was a decent roommate experience. Me and Joey shared the one bathroom and our bedrooms were next to each other. And that was a pretty good experience. One of the better roommates I've had throughout my years. So, yeah, I mean, this was just kind of something I remembered because I was 
panicking. <laughs> it's like, also, oh, if you're ever panicking, just to help you out, I haven't listened to Woods of Yupri. Gotcha. I still haven't listened to a full... Well, I have. I listened to their very first release. Glenn Fricker actually did that one. It's good. It's it's black metal-y. It still has some doom, but it's actually a lot more black metal than it is doom. Still the same people, too. Anyway, I might have to give you that sometime as well. But I think for now, yeah, we're going to look at a doom slash gothic metal band called and uh, called A Pale Horse Named Death. I'm going to give you their very first record. It's the only one I've listened to all the way through. They have actually released a couple albums recently. Like, they were kind of just dead for a while since from like 2013, and then they released an album in 2019. And they released but another one this kept, year. But the, So somebody kept being the dead horse, huh? <laughs> oh, no, this one isn't, isn't out yet. It's out in on the 24th. Oh, that's kind of cool. Hey! Um, yeah, so I do remember this album quite fondly. I really enjoy the song To Die in Your Arms. Cracks in the Walls is really good as well. And then my favorite is The Closer. It's Die Alone. It's probably their most well-known song as well. Probably what I'm going to do this weekend. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not their most popular song. Shallow Grave is. I, do, I, I remember listening to that one. But no, Die Alone has some saxophone. And, uh, Ooh, you know how I am a sucker for sax and metal. Then you might like one song on this album. Yeah, so I'm going to give Hell you... Yeah. <laughs> just messing with you. I'm, uh, I'm going to give you their 2011 album, And Hell Will Follow Me. All right. I'm It's been a hot minute. This is kind of that. like a... This is kind of like a Letters from the Colony situation where, like, I haven't listened to this in a long time, but I remember liking it, so... <laughs> Hopefully that sticks. Hopefully that sticks, but, you know... It's certainly not Disco Volante. So. Yeah. Well, guys, <laughs> I don't have anything to really end on musically right now. So just go and support your local music like we did when we skipped out on a show today to record this. And uh, <laughs> uh, to be fair, we skipped out on the show because we were eating pizza. Fair. But we also needed to do this. Well, yeah. guys, it's been a year of distortion already. I'm looking forward to another one. I'm looking forward to listening to some more music. Hopefully we find something that I enjoy as much as Batushka and uh, uh, Septic Flesh, possibly. It's been a year now, so we could probably start double dipping on things if we wanted to. But I'd like to try and go as long as I can without doing that. So. Oh, I still have plenty, but there are things I do want to double dip on. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for yeah. keeping. Thank you for sticking with me this entire year, Mitch. I know you dated some of it, but uh, don't worry. I'm going to wait a long time before giving you another Primus album. So let's go <laughs> ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> with you. Thank you guys for tuning into the Distorted Entertainment Podcast. If you are in a band and you would like to have your music featured at the end of an episode of Distorted Entertainment Podcast, please send us a message on Facebook or in the email that will be in the description of the episode. You can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash pod. That's D-I-S-T-E-N-D-E-N-T, rather, P-O-D. You can also find us on Twitter at DistantPod, D-I-S-T-E-N-T-P-O-D. All of our socials will be in the description as well. Next uh, next episode, we're going over A Pale Horse Named Death and Sanzu album. It's exciting. So excited. Or to share us with your friends and family if you want to help us continue to grow. We appreciate all of you very, very much. And we will see you guys in the next episode. See ya! Mm, bye-bye. Bye-bye.